is Peter from Vader, and you're listening to Phantasm Broadcast. Stay with us. Phantasm. This is Philip H. Anselmo. Hi, this is Lil Funk Creator. Shane Bree, bass player, and Avon Death. This is Alex from Crazy. This is Max Colasby from Crazy. Hey, this is Chris from Cryptopsy. Hey, this is Matt from Cryptopsy. This is Will from Cryptopsy. Ross Dolan from Immolation. This is Ben from Gohor. Sammy Dewey from Gohor. This is Martin Bagrino from Aspects. And uh, you're listening to Headcasm Podcast. Hey, this is Chris Barnes from Six Feet Under. You're listening to Corey Gorkreis and Dr. Vincent West. On the Phantasm Podcast. This is Frank from Suffocation. The Phantasm Podcast goes down fucking smooth. What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I'm Corey Gorkreis. With me, to my right, Dr. Vincent West. Hey, what's going on? We also have uh, Mrs. Gorkreis on the show. Hello. And uh, wow, this is an amazing episode we have for you guys. We're we're going right off with this one. We got Vader, uh, Peter from Vader on the show. Uh, if you haven't heard the Empire yet, their new record it's fucking awesome. Uh, Doctor caught up with them on on their recent U.S. tour uh, with Internal Bleeding. He'll talk to you about that. Uh, but the the episode we have for you is is so awesome and it comes at a really good time for this and there you see dr chalice himself tom atkins on the screen here uh doctor what what do we got from the vault <clears throat> creep show tales of horror that will give you the creeps this is going to be extremely painful mr Verrill. <laughs> You'll ever have being scared. Creep show rated R. Now playing at a theater near you. 82. Haven't seen this film in a really long time. It's it's now out of print that you told me. It is. And uh, we got Tom Atkins on the screen right now. It's 1982. Uh, the late and great George Romero. And this is the first episode we've done since his passing. Uh, yeah. It sucks. So. Just want to say rest in peace, George. You are a true legend of the business. It's also fitting the doctor has his fright rags, Dawn of the Dead T-shirt, the uh, red yeah. retro got that too. version. Um, pretty awesome in there. You see on the screen the Creep Show uh, comic books here. I think it's cool. It starts right off with Tom Atkins bitch slapping. Uh, I think the print of this is gorgeous. It's a. It is this? I don't even know when this Blu-ray came out, but it's 2011. Really, it looks amazing. <clears throat> it's a Warner catalog title. It's it's, it's worth quite a bit uh, quite a bit now. Right. You can find one for about anywhere between you know fifty and up. Right. Some, some a little cheaper depends on who's selling it. But look at that. He's got a fucking. He always has a beer. He's a giant glass beer. full of beer. He's more foam in it than beer. Yeah. And you got a lot of good cameos in here. You got Ed Harris. You got Tom Savini. Uh, Stephen King, of course, uh, Leslie Nielsen, Ted Danson, Galen Ross from fucking Dawn of the Dead, which is amazing, Adrian Barbeau. Um, Ed, uh, what's his name's in this too? Ed Harris. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he, you know, George, I didn't realize this, George is who got him his career started. Yeah, Knight Riders. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is one of my favorite. I was films. reading about that. It's not one. Of I, I didn't Savini's realize that he films. didn't really have anything before that. So. That shit's awesome. That the the effects in this are really good. <clears throat> Look at that. Just turns right into the <clears throat> cartoon. This this movie is just one of a kind. These are really cool, and they kind of outdid uh, Tales from the Crypt and what it did. I think. And um, well, I mean, between you and me, Tales from the Crypt is dog shit compared to Creep Show. I'm more of a Twilight Zone guy. the The only thing I liked about Tales from the Crypt was the Crypt Keeper. I, and like I wish wrong, he had. Like, I don't hate it, but to me, Crip, Crip, Creep Show is the is the death metal to the. Well, now they're the oh yeah, Hal, from the Hal Holbrook's in this too, which is fucking awesome. Um, but my, there's been some stirrups in the horror community as of late, from what I've seen, which is really cool. Um, AMC's doing two new shows. Centered around this kind of style, like a creep show kind of show. Uh-huh. Uh, well, the first one, it's Eli Roth is doing like the history of horror like series, which I think is awesome. Uh, whether you're a fan of Eli Roth or not, at least they're bringing horror back into you know he's going through all the old school stuff, which I think is really neat. And then Greg Nicotero is doing an actual like creep show style show, where it's like a. Um, I don't know, it's just broken it's up into... an anthology? Into, yeah, it's an anthology series that they're doing. Also AMC. So AMC's really cashing in on the horror with the Walking Dead stuff, which, you know, it's not a big fan of. But, you know, at least the Walking Dead's keeping the horror kind of pushing it back up into the mainstream where it needs to be. And uh, they're feeding off of that. And I think somebody like Greg Nicotero, definitely, who's definitely... Uh, kept the business up um, he's definitely the right person to get to, to produce that that kind of show so I think it, I think it would be really cool um, no true details on it yet but that's what they've been <clears throat> saying about it that's something to look forward to for all you horror nuts and somebody that needs a modern age. I think we need anthology horror shows like that like Creep Show and like Twilight Zone was I think that's a good idea to keep that kind of thing going so Props to AMC for, for signing something like that and keeping horror anthologies alive. I think that's really cool. Not to mention, AMC's always been faithful to the horror genre. I mean, ever since I was little, AMC is who always did the the Halloween marathons of uh, you know Michael Myers, and they would do the Friday Thirteenth marathons and everything. So, um, you know, who uh, who better on on actual cable TV than AMC to put that stuff out? So. I think that's really cool. So, something to look forward to. Um, but this movie is very unique. Um, it's just weird, and it's really... They did it right, you know. They There's Ed Harris. He still looks really young in this. Which I don't remember when... Uh, what is it? The Knight Riders came out. So 81. Was it 81? Yeah. And Hal Holbrook's in this too from uh, The Fog, which I think is awesome. And Fletch Lives. Yeah, and Fletch Lives. Which is finally coming to Blu ray in September. Oh, yeah. Be on the lookout for that. I, As soon as I saw that, I was like, wow, the doctor's already got that pre ordered. <laughs> and sure enough, you're like, I've got it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Chevy Chase is awesome. So that's something to look forward to. Now, I thought I saw Galen Ross in this scene, but. I think that's her right there, actually. 
because people are old now. Um, so yeah, we we always do this, but I'll do movies 1982. Usually, once we get into this list, it'll refresh my memory on the things that we've already done. Okay, so uh, the thing was what we did 1982 last. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jeremy Wagner Broken Hope episode. Check out our SoundCloud. And our YouTube and everywhere else podcasts are listened to, and you can find it on there. Uh, Blade Runner was another huge one that came out in 82. E.T., which I'm not sure why uh, Fright Rags is doing that. Yeah, it's really stupid. It's just a waste, I think. It's, you're like a horror teacher. The good company, thing is, is it's e. not under the Fright Rags moniker. It's under the, his other company. Oh, it's like, a, it's like one it's of same those. Same as it did the Street Hog. It's under that Okay. Moniker. It's called like Retro something. Yeah, I can't remember. What it's it like a collaboration line or whatever with another yeah. artist. Okay. Uh, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan. Got uh, Poltergeist. Conan the Barbarian. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which I'm hoping the Doctor and I go see in theaters. It's coming out soon uh, as a 35th anniversary Phantom Events release. Uh, the original Tron. Not a Tron birthday party. Yeah. I think I said <laughs> Yeah. You went into the whole... The full disclosure last time. Uh, it was fun. It was at Mr. Gaddy's when I was little. It's awesome. Uh, Rambo First Blood, which is a goddamn bloodbath. It's awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, 48 Hours with Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. My favorite Eddie Murphy. If you haven't seen it, it's awesome. Uh, Tootsie, which is huge. Bill Murray's the best part of that movie. Yep. Uh, the Dark Crystal. That's a good movie. It's a weird movie. It is good. It's Jim Henson. It's classic. Uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Love that movie. Except... If I've never disclosed this on here, I can't remember if I ever did or not. Bob Geldof, that portrays Roger Waters in that film, mm-hmm. is accused. He's never been proven, but he pretty sure he killed Michael Hutchess, the singer of NXS. Oh, wow. Because Michael Hutchess was fucking his wife. That makes sense. But they were separated. Mm. But there's a lot of people that believe Bob Geldof had him killed. That's but I'll tell you a reason to hate Bob Geldof, even if you're not an NXS fan, if you're a metal fan. If you look up any interview, you can probably find one right now. Is he one of those like censor guys? That... No, but he makes fun of anything related to metal. He thinks it's mm. like the lowest form of art on the planet. Like he's oh, the... he's an advocate for uh, thinking that it's just garbage. Wow. Like you, like any interview that you read <clears throat> there, you could find audio interview with him. <clears throat> Here's the classic first uh, episode here, if you will. Um, that Creepshow is known for this is the most iconic part of the whole movie is uh, the I Want My Cake Father's Day episode which is pretty cool uh, it's this is the this is the thing that everybody knows about which for me it was the, the meteor shit thing with Stephen King that always stuck out to me the most uh, but this one seems to be the the thing everybody knows about is the I Want My Cake shit which is really funny um, back to 82 Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip, one of the best uh, stand-ups ever made. Oh yeah, uh, nasty. It's just it's just awesome. It's raunchy humor. Uh, Death Wish Two, Charles Bronson, uh, The Beast Within, and you got Wes Craven Swamp Thing, which is one of my favorites. It's a good movie. Love it. I used to watch the cartoon as a kid. I actually thought about that today. I was like, I remember watching that fucking cartoon, and I loved it. I saw the movie first, 
And then I the, the cartoon was out, in, you know, in the nineties. I I loved every minute of it. See what I've been doing lately, like when you and I play Friday the Thirteenth. When, when we when we play when we play Friday the Thirteenth, when I get done, I've been I've been trying to get through all of. Uh, I bought all of every episode of the original Inspector Gadget. I've been watching. Really? Yeah. God, I love that show. It's really cheap. Actually. It's awesome. It's good nineties yeah. stuff. Uh, basket case. We got Diner, which is with uh, Daniel Stern, the director of Barry Levinston. It's uh, it was Daniel Stern, Mickey Rourke, Kevin Bacon, uh, Paul Reiser. The movie's really funny. It's a classic. Um, so what else we got? Eighty two. <clears throat> Friday Thirteenth Part Three. Got Cat Keep uh, Cat People. I love that movie. The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. I love that movie. <laughs> Which is fucking Burt Dolly Reynolds. Parton and Burt Reynolds as Ed Earl Todd at the Chicken Ranch. It's a good movie. It is. A good um, movie. The Beastmaster. I love that. It's a Coscarelli. It is a Coscarelli. Classic. It's a Don Coscarelli. It's got Mark Singer. Rip Torn's in it, too. Um, Airplane 2, the sequel. That's the one with Shatner in it. Yep, Rocky Three, which was the Mister T one. I love that movie. Mister T's such a butt, and it's great. He is a butt, but it's cool that he's such a butt. He's like ultra butt. An officer and a gentleman, which is Richard Gere. Never liked him, but he was good in the Jackal. That's about the only thing I can do for him. And uh, Amityville Two, The Possession. See, I like Richard. Richard Gere. I like him in his action well, stuff. He doesn't really hear do me on this. It's All George kind of Clooney butt. is is a bad clone of Richard Gere. Richard Gere's actually That's a decent actor. That's true, yeah. Oh, there's the but you're right, Richard Gere's never really done a movie that I like. He's never done a movie that I like. That's El Cougar Rancho right there. Yeah, it's awesome. Where's my cake? It's just a, one of the best zombies, I think, in film. It's just really... And Savini's nasty. makeup in this is brilliant. It yeah, really it is. is. I'll give him all... The, I mean, that's gorgeous. It's another good all. thing is uh, Tales from the Dark Side, if you guys haven't watched that. it's That's coming the out same of Louis, kind of thing. the way. I've yeah. it, too. <clears throat> I remember you got that big, sexy DVD set, too. Um, yeah, Amityville 2, The Possession, which is our Steve Tucker episode. You check that out. That's one of our raunchiest episodes we've ever done. Um, a lot of people don't like it. Steve Tucker was actually freaked out by that episode. But, uh, I think it's funny. It is funny. But Trey loved it, so... Yeah. As long as you impress Trey, that's all that matters. And last but not least, from 1982, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. A great film. Which is approaching its uh, 35th anniversary this year, <coughs> uh, this October. I think it came out October 28th, uh, 1982. So, that's something to look forward to. Definitely... Stick around your TVs, and uh, the clock is ticking. So uh, we also did a review on that already. I forgot I've got a new phone. Will you put me under your Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi. Yeah. You got the crystal light there. Uh, we got um. Small type of technical difficulty. So yeah, uh, we had Sean Clark from Horrors Hollow Grounds on that episode. It's one of our early episodes, so definitely. That's one of my favorites. Check that we've done. It is. It was awesome, and that was my first time really. Getting the editing down, I had a lot of fun editing that episode. So it's brilliant uh, editing on that. I think uh, it's thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. And that's one of my favorite guests, despite the fact that he hated me. <laughs> uh, full disclosure on that: if anybody's listening to this, I'm a huge fan of Horace Hall of Grounds, and I'm a big fan of Sean Clark. But he apparently just thinks I'm like toilet paper. 
Yeah, yeah. so just, he just likes to go poopy. And I've got about as much luck at the, uh, the convention as Toodle does at getting some of his mom's liquid gold. <laughs> Where's uh, the settings on here? It pulled the, the oh on Android. It's been a long time. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. I'm setting up the phantasm net. Let's see. Let's see if it's gonna piss the doctor off. Oh, good. D. Gordon broke up uh, the no-hitter with a lead-off single. There you go. Did you know he's one of the best base stealers in the league? Yeah, he's a little shithead. I love him. <laughs> he's good. I'm telling you, if they had a pitcher, I think I think things will change for them. They just need a pitcher, man. They need some other stuff, too, but they definitely need a pitcher. Because yeah. I think Ramuto, I think that catcher is a badass. We took your closer from you. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. I had no idea. I was just like, oh, they got the closer for the Marlins. That's weird. What's his name? Uh, uh, JT, was it Ramos? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's really good, yeah. too. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you got some prospects that are really good, though, from him. From but us. you know who didn't get traded and everybody said he was going to? And I just want to tell everybody else that likes baseball to blow me. His Stanton was not moved. Stanton will never get moved. He's your... No, he's the face of that team. He's the poster boy. The Yankees boy. thought they were going to get him for a bunch of pit draft picks, and Mattingly was like, no. <clears throat> See, Don Mattingly, we'll go on baseball for a second. Don Mattingly is uh, a very smart motherfucker, and he was the Dodgers coach before this. I love him. He's a fucking bastard in a good way, like the best way possible. Um, yeah, the going back to this Blu-ray, the print for this is really awesome. Uh Never seen this Blu-ray presentation before, and I gotta say it looks great. He's got a giant bottle of Jim Beam, which uh, yeah, Miss Gore Christ and I have been on the the Jim Beam train for a little while now. So I'm actually <clears throat> jumped onto the Seagram Seven train today. And Toodles on the Liquid Gold train. <laughs> and Toodles on the Liquid Gold train. He's like, give me a Liquid Gold, mom. <laughs> he looks fine. Liquid Gold is Velveeta. That's oh. Liquid Gold. Awesome. Yeah, that's what they call it on the commercial. I know, but that's what they called it—that the sauce that they put on. They stole that from Bolivia. Yes, they did. They could steal all. But it's still funny to look at him and be like, "I want the liquid gold, mom," (laughs) because he's totally doing that. He's like, "I want to drink that on you, mom." Earlier, he was like, "Give me a bean burrito." (laughs) He's like, "I want to drink that, drink that liquid gold." It's funny. I want my cake. It's pretty cool. You get like, and I want to mention this too because I think obelisk just. I think you'll be excited about this. Ed Harris had crushed. Have a good night. I think this is awesome because you and I both hate anything related with UT football. Yeah. Well, this is really funny if you've not heard about Where's this. Where's my cake? Because I think this is worth mentioning because I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I want it. It's mine. For like two years now, all, <coughs> all these UT fans were like, we're, we're going to get, um, we're going to get, um, oh, what's his name? I'll have to look it up. Some guy. Is it a prospect or is it no, a... Hold on. That is Galen Ross right there. She does not look like that now. Pulling it up because you're going to be interested in this if you've not heard about it because it's actually really funny. Uh-uh. I haven't been keeping up with football yet. It's too soon for that. Well, you're going to like this because this is this is actually hilarious. okay. So, 
the other the other day on sports radio, I was listening to John Gruden told the pe- pe- people and fans of East Tennessee that he will never play coach their team. Who's that? He won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. John Gruden. He's a he's an ESPN company. He's a badass. He's a football coach. Huh. And the Eagles are are getting ready to bring him back. That's funny. Because the last time he was in the league, he won a Super Bowl, and nobody wants him to come back and coach because he's a beast. But what's awesome is who is just like, yeah, I'm never coaching your team. Yeah. <clears throat> they don't have the money to pay John Gruden. That's what I'm saying. It's rare that a you know pro coach goes to you know college. They don't pay him half. But anyway, I love John Gruden because he <clears throat> he's just arrogant and he curb stomped whoever he played against in the. Raiders fired him, and the next year he oh went to the Buccaneers and won a Super Bowl. But that's why I like him. This is me if I don't get my ice cream cake for my birthday, my Carvel cake. That's funny. I'm just like, I want my cake. Where is it? It's mine. This will be real quick, the albums of 82. It's real small. Uh, Aldo Nova, Aldo Nova, which is a Canadian like pop hard rock guitarist that I love. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, I like it. That's um, good. UFO Mechanics. Uh, Anvil Metal and Metal, which is probably their awesome. most popular record. Yeah. Um, Ozzy Osbourne's Speak of the Devil, the live record after Randy Rhodes died. That has Brad Gillis from Night Ranger on it. Uh, Saxon, The Eagle Has Landed. Um, Aerosmith, Rock in a Hard Place. <clears throat> the uh, Extraterrestrial Live from Blue Oster Cold. Um, Tigers of Pentang, The Cage. Satan's uh, Not in the Bedroom. Michael Shanker Group, Assault Attack. Things, so she must be. She's not in there. Um, White Snake, Saints and Sinners, Rainbow Straight Between the Eyes, which I love. That's the first album that featured. Uh... Yes, yes. Oh, what's his name? I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember his name. Anyway, I can't remember his name. Uh, Diamond Head Borrowed Time, which is my favorite uh, album from them. Uh, Black Sabbath Live Evil. Uh, Judas Priest Screaming for Vengeance. There it is. Van Halen, Diver Down. And I got my cake. Creatures of the Night from Kiss. Uh, Black Metal from Venom. Um, Twisted Sister Under the Blade. Um, Iron Maiden Number the Iron Maiden Number the Beast. Even though I think that record's a turd. Scorpions Blackout. Hell yeah. And then uh, the last two, the best two. Thanks. Uh, Accept Restless and Wild and and Motorhead Iron Fist. Boom. That's it. There's not great much records. A lot of good uh, new wave of British heavy metal stuff. There's some other stuff on here that people probably would want me to mention. Like here's uh, Stephen King right here. Like uh, Metallica and No Love to Leather, but I don't really care about Metallica because I think they suck. So yeah. even though I saw them clip and I don't like them. Holy shit, Jesus! This is one of the best cameos I think. This is Stephen well, King. Know, I was, think it's hysterical. What was his role exactly? For this, uh, for I think this. he was a writer, well, like okay. more or less. <clears throat> well, I saw a pretty heartfelt, unlike Carpenter's response to George dying. Stephen King actually put a really nice thing on his page about George. Sure. Um, you mentioned Eli Roth earlier. I want to talk about him a minute. I think he's got to be the biggest hack in horror. I don't like any of his movies, um, and I watch them. I've, I've watched. I watched that knock knock thing he did with Ken Reeves. It's one of the worst films I've ever seen. What's that one? These two girls 
act like their cars broke down, and in reality, they've been spying on uh, Kenna Reeves for like months. And they, anyway, they go in the house and then they they act like they need to take a shower. And next thing you know, he has a three way with them. Huh. And then one of them pretends they're pregnant, and the other one, then the other one says she's pregnant, and then they just come to his house and kill him. After they extort him for money, it's the most unimaginative piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. Sounds and Eli like a Roth, nightmare. if you ever go to Eli Roth's page on Facebook, all he does is suck his own dick. Mm-hmm. He also makes fun of a lot of directors that I like. Huh? And when George Romero died, he put this picture up of him wearing a Blade Two shirt, which has got to be one of the worst films I've ever seen. And he's wearing a Blade Two shirt at like a convention. He looks like like this frat guy, but yet everybody thinks he's like this horror god. <laughs> I don't think anything he's ever done is good. I don't like any of his movies. Um, to come from researching it, Hostel was nothing but a saw ripoff. Well, yeah, it came around that time. So frame. there's not there's nothing the guy's ever done that's original. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I think he's a has been. So and and honestly, fever, another thing I don't really like gross. about him. I don't know what his obsession is with Shark Week and doing all this Shark Week stuff, but it's like, who cares? Hmm. Who cares about Shark Week? I don't. I like Jaws. That's about it. Well, I like Jaws too, but... I don't need it to be Shark Week to watch it. Oh, and one other thing I want to talk about real quick that makes me want to puke besides Eli Roth is that new Steven Spielberg film looks like the most arrogant film I think ever made. My Ready Player Dump. Yeah. And for some Which reason, it's like Freddy Krueger's in it and the DeLorean's in it. And, and everybody keeps just acting like I would just love this film. Well, I've got news for you. You don't know me very well if you actually think I would love that movie. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... And by the way, there are a lot of people out there that think Steven Spielberg wrote and directed the Back to the Future films. It was Robert Zemeckis. Spielberg did not yeah. fund the first He film. executive produced it. Yeah. That's not even producing it. It's executive produced. It means nothing. He put his name on it so it'd sell even more. Yeah. Well, he put his name on because he believed in it would make money. He just made money off of it, was all he did. And, you know, stamped, you know, he got to put Jaws in there and his little likenesses, but that's about it. Robert Samikas um, did it with Dean Cundy. Right. End of story. But, uh. And fucking Huey Lewis in the news. <clears throat> but, yeah, that movie just looks terrible. Um. Another thing I went and saw, just to let everybody know that I go to the movies a lot, I went, now I try to give stuff a chance. That Atomic Blonde film is one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. I didn't like it from the get-go because the way that they're describing it is too much. There's like, finally a female answer to James Bond. Yeah. It's like, there's been a million of those movies that were actually good. Well. This one's just... Well, and there's Haku The, re- the reality TV. is, and this isn't a sexist Fucking Haku. Comment, and this is just the reality of it. There is no female answer to James Bond. James Bond's James Bond. That's it. Yeah. And James Bond is not gay or bi or black or whatever they're trying to do with that character. They're just going to ruin it. Yeah. I wish they just leave it alone. Um, and, and Daniel Craig sucked as James Bond. I fucking hate him. Yeah. I, I've never liked him. That last film was a good film, but I, I, the other films I thought were garbage. You know what I think it is? Because I kept trying to put my finger on it. It's like something's just not selling me with all that. I think he's just too quiet, if that makes sense. Who? Daniel Craig. People His demeanor love it. is quiet. People love it. See, if you look We're at... the odd men out on that. People love that guy. If you look at everybody else, which I love the uh, the Ripple brand, Ripple Red, I think that's funny. Um, 
I don't know. I, I tried to put my finger on it. I was like, he's just quiet. And his demeanor is not, like, like suave. It's just like, he's like this quiet dude that's got a lot of demons. Did I ever tell you what those movies are? But if, the, you, if you look at... All the, they are, the Jason Bourne films with Daniel Craig. Yeah, it's like... Which I don't like. You got Roger Moore and, and Timothy Dalton and uh, even George Lazenby. You know, they... You know, of course Sean Connery, but it's like all of them have that suave, like... They're unrelatable. Right. You're like vicariously living through somebody you could never be. Daniel Craig feels too... Like realistic as a person, it's too grounded. Exactly, that's where I'm getting at. Yeah, he's way too human. You know, James Bond is supposed to not only be a, 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 a fucking double agent; he's also supposed to be, you know, like a just like a symbol for what men always want to be. Is like that dude. And, and I'm not I've never wanted to be Daniel Craig because his demeanor is just too. Too relatable, but that movie—I don't, don't want to. You're not supposed to relate to James Bond. Yeah. You're supposed to be like, God, this guy's fucking awesome. Like, I wish I well, could be this guy. Here's the thing with that Atomic Blonde film: the entire soundtrack's the '80s. That Tyler Bates guy, which I generally like, did the music for it, and it starts out pretty good. And then they're just trying to over-explain everything. And I hate the actor that's the counterpart in that film. What? It's that. It's that idiot. Um, that's in that split movie and he plays the young Charles Xavier. James McAvoy. I hate him. He's never sold me on anything. I hate him. I don't not like him. I hate him. Like I said, I'm picky about actors and he's never sold me on anything. I didn't know he was in it. Anyway, I went with a friend because there's a friend of mine that just likes to go to the movies. and <coughs> You know, Taro, if you're listening, that's you. But, you know, it's, it's fun. It's just, the movie seriously is the worst thing I've seen all year. It was the Assassin's Creed of last year. <laughs> It just looked like it was just too much. It was just really bad. Or not enough. It just seemed like a dud. Because they, it was a dud. Anything that's like uh, over, like whenever you can tell that whoever's putting it out is like overselling it, you know. They were way overselling that film. And I knew it wasn't going to deliver because. They're just saying too much about it in the reviews. You're like, this is the best thing since the best thing that ever came out. It's like, I don't buy that. And, and previews like that, where they're purposely trying to shove it down my throat, like, go see this, you must see this movie. And that makes me not want to go see it. And there's nothing about that movie that makes me, you know, want to go see it. Anyway, but... People like force feeding me stuff. That makes me just irate. I don't even want to take it. It's. And that movie was one of those things where it's like, you have to see this movie. It's the James Bond of James Bond. There's a lot of stuff like that. You know, I mean, every trailer that was in front of, in front of that film, looked awful. And I don't know why people continually like to try to sell me on something. And I. I want to talk about a film that I watched today for the first time. And I wanted to just let you know what a piece of garbage I thought it was. What's that? I'm going to get to that in a second. I thought I had seen Pretentious. And 
this movie, not only, and I, I want to be real specific with you about this. Okay. Not only could I literally find people and just ask them if they liked this movie or not, and it would let me it would let me know that I needed to visit their home later with a nail gun wearing a ski mask. <laughs> I want to let you know that this... Isn't that how you visit people's homes anyway? This, this film is... Yeah, well, it's true. This film is almost 10 years old. Uh-huh. And I had always heard... It was on it was on Epic's Drive-In this morning. And... Which is a... Epic's... is just great. Epic's Drive-In's like their horror part of their, of their sure. network. But... It's actually great because all that stuff's uncut. It's amazing. But... I watched it just because I'd always heard all this hype. And I won't tell you from who. But... I will tell you when we're not recording because I'm not going to give this guy any one ounce of credit. But huh. I'm just going to be surprised if you or Alexis or maybe that couple that you go to these horror conventions with love this movie because it seems like everybody I meet just loves this film. I mean, that Repo the Genetic Opera, I thought it was a piece of shit. You don't like that movie? I thought it was offensive. I like it. And I thought it was a piece of shit. I like that. I literally want to find that creator and visit him with a nail gun. It's Darren Lynn Bosman, the guy that does the... He did a bunch of the Saw movies. I couldn't deal with it, man. I don't know. It's... It's not something I can watch all the time. It's, it's the a dividing line with me, with people. Yeah. It's a dividing line. It's a... And I've never heard you say one way or the other if you liked it or not, but every single person that I've ever met that liked that, it literally told me everything I needed to know. It's a, it's like it's just like having a black mark on you for me. It's just a, it's a it's a death note. I like that director. I guess is what it comes down to. I don't know what else he's done. My phone's dead, but it, it's, he did. Um, he did mainly the Saw movies. I think are really his claim to fame is what he did. I just couldn't deal with it. Like that third Saw movie this is the one he directed. People just love that movie, and I don't get it. I get what you're saying, because like, the audience that primarily thinks that that's like, the best movie ever made... It's a goth audience. ...are like Rob Zombie fans. Oh, it like, is. That like, you know... Well, I was going to say... Those Halloween films. I can't say his name, yeah. but he was obsessed with it. Yeah. Okay. Your brother knows his sister. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I like that movie. Um, I wouldn't even really call it a movie. It's like a... It's a musical. Yeah, it's a musical. But it was the most obnoxious thing. And I tried, man. But I just was like, I don't... Uh, Maybe I'm just old, I just don't get it. I was saying, when I watched it when I was younger, I really liked it. I I still kind of like it. You know, some of the songs in it are alright. But going back and watching it, like, right now, I couldn't do it. Like, I'd have to skip through a lot of the songs, only listen to, like, a couple. Let me ask you this a second. Let's see if I'm... Let's see if I'm pinpointing this right. How many people do you know that I know that I don't like love that movie? Am I right? Is it me visiting with him with a ski mask and a, and, a, and, a, and a nail gun? I'd say so, yeah. But, you know, it's not a masterpiece or anything, Look but, you know, it's fun. Ooh. There's no more chicken, but it's... That's fine. Thanks. Thank you. You even saved a pickle for me. There's a whole jar of pickles. I don't know, but that's... <coughs> but I tried, you know. Yeah. I tried to watch it, and I tried to get into it, but I just don't. It's not something you have to try. You just have to 
like her or you don't, there's no way. Trying here's, like here's the thing with me. Musicals with me is not something I generally like. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't like that. There's no way. Yeah, and I, you know... <clears throat> Oh, but he's trying, to the, the, he's trying to put the shock. That, that was you watching Repo. You. But what hurts? <laughs> what hurts my feelings about it is that people would actually think that I would like that. Yeah. And I just don't understand it because there's absolutely nothing in that movie that, you know, screams me. Yeah, that's more. Even Julia, even Julia was like, I knew you would like that. Why did you watch it? Yeah. No. no, that repo genetic opera. I can't deal with it. Not something I would call you up and be like, "Hey, I man, cannot. check it out." I can't imagine you liking it at all. I, it it actually offended me. It was so hipstery. I couldn't. It's like if you, you if you've seen the movie Scott Pilgrim, that's another one that makes me want to vomit. <laughs> that movie seriously makes me want to throw up. <laughs> because here's here's my problem with movies like that. 90% of the people that like those movies, they probably never even watch it. They just own it because it has to look cool with their denim vest or, the, or their you know, their black lipstick or whatever they're into. I just can't deal with it. I And I don't know why I watched it. It, it literally had just started. I was like, you know, I'm going to watch this. And I did. And then That's I was another like, one of those things I would never be like, hey, doctor, check out Scott Pilgrim. It's just something I knew yeah, you, I know you wouldn't like. I know the shit you like, and that would not be... That movie offended me, actually. Scott Pilgrim, actually. That Repo Genetic Opera thing didn't offend me. That Scott Pilgrim thing actually offended me. It offended mm-hmm. you? Yeah, because I think that... I can just imagine the director just jerking off in his apartment because he thinks he's so hip and cool. I hate that movie. That movie, ugh. I well, you love it. the director anyway. That's your favorite. Who is that? Edgar Wright, that directed Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah, I hate that fucking... I hate anything with that... that that piece of shit in it. What's his name? Simon Pegg. I hate him. He needs to be fucking cut in half. <laughs> he does. He, need, he he seriously. Did you know George Romero actually was like that movie's a piece of shit? Well, yeah, it's a it's a it's like a parody of his music. That, 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 that fat Brit that's in those movies with him. It's, I can't. Ugh, I'd rather blow my brains out than watch that stuff. I like those movies a lot. I can't do it. Like uh, World's End is my favorite. I can't. I've never watched that, but I can't. That's funny. That's more your stuff. You don't like... It's not a British humor fan. I hate Simon Pegg for about a million different reasons, but... But, yeah, I couldn't do the... I tried to watch that repo genetic opera thing. I just... I don't understand it, and I didn't understand why anybody would want to watch or own that film. But it is. It's kind of like the same audience that likes Marilyn Manson and listens to... Rob Zombie and watches his shitty movies. Because Rob Zombie's a fucking hack, too. If it wasn't for his music career, he would have never had a directing career. But offends you, that's the reality of it. You can look it up. Stanley Kubrick wasn't a fucking dreaded douchebag and then decided to make films. Stanley Kubrick was actually an artist, and then, you know, his art speaks for itself. It's timeless. Rob Zombie's movies are not timeless. They're pieces of garbage, but they're not timeless. They need a t- they need a quick tie on them like a garbage bag, but that's about it. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I've never liked that stuff. I don't like anything about it. It's it it literally is served in the same toilet as that Repo Genetic Opera. Any of Rob Zombie's films are served in the same sewer. 
and it's you know it, it would be like if Marilyn Manson made a film I I definitely wouldn't be tuning into that you know and if that's your thing and you think those people are talented and stuff you probably should just press stop on your on your mobile device you're listening to this on because I'm just going to go a little bit further with it but well my whole thing Rob Zombie's it. never even that 31 he's never done a good movie he the only and I was just saying this on here and I'll say it before I'll tell him to his face he has his movie career because of his music career he's a hack yeah. and he thinks he's he thinks he's Stanley Kubrick and he's not and I had more respect for John Carpenter when John Carpenter was like fuck that guy and fuck him and and everything and the next thing you know even though I never saw the two of them make up they act like they did even though I never saw any reconciliation between the two I have more respect for John if he really did tell him to go fuck himself. He did. He said he ripped off my movies and he's a piece of shit. Mainly because he did that second film because they never agreed he would do a sequel. And Rob Zombie even said, because I I was mad about it, because they made that first Halloween movie and I hated it. Oh, it's awful. And then, you know, because I I was, you know, semi a fan of his music at the time. And, you know, the. After the first one, he swore, he was like, I'm not making a sequel to this. That's, you know, wrong. I'm not cashing on it. Then like a year and a half goes by and they're like, oh, Rob Zombie started production on Halloween. He wasn't even that long. He cashed in on it real quick. Those things were almost back to back. You know why? It's because he was offered a lot of money. And he even admitted to it. Well, that, he said that, they that offered, tells you how much he was, talent he has. He was like, I'm never making a, a mo- you know, another sequel. It's sacrilege to do a sequel on Halloween. I just wanted to put my stamp on it and make my own version of it one time. And then he goes and makes the sequel because the studio offered him more money than he thought he would get for it. Because the first one made so much, because people are stupid, that he went and made another movie. Which is really, really bad. They make, you know... That's Ted Danson, I love it. Yeah, he is awesome. And Leslie Nielsen's awesome, too. He is. Um, you know, they make... They, they have the Tyler Main dude as, as him and... As, as Michael Myers, and they make him look like Zach Wildkiller. It's just really dumb. Well, I want to tie into what you're talking about here. This actually goes along the same thing. Yes, see? The reason that I hate Bill Mosley is because he's in so many pieces of shit. He's in more pieces of shit than I was. He's a B-movie actor. I mean, No, but he's in he's in a lot of stroke-yourself-off-in-the-mirror movies. Well, <clears throat> I mean, he's, he's never been much. a big role in anything. The <clears throat> biggest roles he's ever done were those Rob Zombie movies. He's in that repo thing quite a bit. Yeah, a little bit, but that's because he's... You know the really thing that was heartbreaking to me? People thought because, and I, and, I, and I have a valid point with this, people thought because I'm a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan that I would just love that the guy that plays Giles is in that film and that I would just love that. Is he the uh, the father? Yeah. Yeah. I like, that's my favorite character in that movie. I love him, but not in that. I like him because he's the actual repo man. I think it's cool. But do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not... But the, the thing itself, it's musical. I mean, <clears throat> I only like so many musicals, and that's one of them. I mean, I don't like that Cannibal the Musical thing that the South Park guys did. I don't like... I never watched that one. I don't like any of that kind of stuff. I just, you know... And, and I'm one that Mrs. Gorkrice almost shot me in the face over was uh, the Dr. Horrible's terrible sing-along. She was it? like, why... She was like, what in the fuck are you watching? Her, who likes actual musicals and stuff like that. It's that movie that Joss Whedon... It's the musical Joss Whedon made with, seen uh, with uh, Neil Patrick Harris. I love that fucking musical. It's, it's hilarious. It's like a blog. You know, it's whatever. It's like a blog. I know thing. what you're talking about. And it's funny. But I've seen it. I, I, showed, like it, I showed it to her, and she was like, 
seriously, this is one of the worst <coughs> things I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, you don't like Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? She's like, this is really like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I don't I like Neil Patrick Harris, so that's a whole... I do, I like it. Uh, but I thought it was good. And the repo thing is, again, like most of it's annoying. I don't like Alexis Vega or whatever her name is, the chick from Spy Kids. I can't handle any of that music. I always skip through her music and that... And that and Paris Hilton's in it, and that's really lame. Like, uh, and Bill Mosley's in it, and that's really lame. He's lame. I mean, I my overall opinion of that guy just gets lower and lower. It's like, it's like no wonder you're at every convention because you got to cash on your, you know, new sixteen, your, your brand new sixteen, seventeen year old goth girls that stole their parents' credit card to come down here to meet you to get them to sign a repo thing so they can go home and get stoned and watch that because they think they're cool. See, I have and then, a, and then let and then let wheelchair fucker Facebook them. I have one repo just, print in this apartment. Do you know where it is? I don't. I'm sure I can probably find it. Do you want me to look for it? Yeah. Is it up on the wall? Yeah. It's close. <coughs> You're like kind of looking at it. Oh, okay. That Paul Largo thing. Yeah, that's Ogre from Skinny Puppy. Oh, I didn't know he was in it. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, Bill Mosley's brother in the film is Poppy. I remember seeing him. I didn't know that was he, him. That's he, crazy. Wear, he wears other people's faces in the film. He's like, uh, you know, Luigi is Bill Mosley and he's Poppy. He's like the gotcha. guy that's always looking in the mirror at himself because he wears other people's yeah. faces. Yeah. He's my other favorite character. I mean, look, it's... But, you know... It, it, it again, it feels I like... I get it. It's those... one of those audience things where <clears throat> the audience ruins the whole movie. And it's not that great of a movie anyway. It's, it's got some really good songs it's, in it. Well, I want to just... actually go somewhere with this. It's the reason mm-hmm. that I don't attend stuff. Yeah. I don't like... I don't like what everybody else likes. Yeah. And I'm not... You know, there's certain <clears throat> things that I like that other people do like, but... But I'll tell you, this you repo's know, one of those things that most people don't watch. They just obsess over talking about it if it's brought up. You know what I mean? Like, most people aren't just sitting there jacking off about Repo, but if somebody brings it up, they're just like, oh my god, Repo. And they're like, oh my god, I know. It's one of those things. I chalk it up to... Ted Danson's getting buried alive here. I chalk it up to the same thing as I do, you know, when we go to shows and there's guys there in denim vests. It's what I think of the same people. I have Honestly, but I'm being honest with you. And that's not a shot at you or anything, but it's like my opinion of people that are into that stuff is really low. Because mm-hmm. to me, it, it it has, like me, this is hip written all over it. Yeah. And it's the reason I don't attend stuff and have any interesting... Um, for example, tonight, that <clears throat> guy that comes in your pawn shop, I saw him and he's sitting there talking to me, you can go to this con, you can go to this con, and I was like, I don't do that. Who is it? <clears throat> the one you said comes into your job, <clears throat> Riz, that comes into your job. That oh, yeah. I've never told him about that, but, but he's sitting there asking me to go to this con and do this con. And do this. I was like, I'm never doing that again. I'm never stepping foot in Fanboy again. I'm never stepping foot in any, any convention that I don't choose to go to personally because I just it, there's too many people there like that. And, mm-hmm. and that whole cosplay thing, I wish I won't get into that. I've done it before on a different episode, but, you know, it's it's just not for me. Yeah. Because what I really want to do is kill all those people. <laughs> like, I literally want to pour napalm on them and light them. The doctor's very reclusive, and he works, you know, third, fourth shift, so... Uh, <clears throat> I just don't... I, there, I don't, you know, and it's... And it's, you look, and I'll, I'll go out in here on a million levels. It's the reason I'm single. It's the reason that I have such a nasty attitude. 
it's the reason that, well, whatever, you know what? I'm not a fake, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fraud, and I'm not on Kickstarter begging for money to make films for me, even though I'm rich. Yeah. Like <clears throat> Rob Zombie, I just, you know, I just, but I see through that stuff. And people, if you, to me, if you can see, if you can't see through a fake, you know. And Bill Mosley, as far as an actor, he's as big a has been as Sid Haig and Rob Zombie. They're all three has beens. They should just make a movie called Has Beens, where it's them at a. He should film that them sitting there taking people's money at a convention for twenty bucks a pop, <laughs> or thirty or forty, whatever it is they charge. <clears throat> but you know, whatever. It's it's neither here nor there. It's just I just think it's I think it's sad. <clears throat> yeah, both both of those guys. Leslie and, and uh, Ted are both those guys are great and Ted Dance and I'm a huge fan of the show Becker that he did I love that show it's out on DVD they put all of it out together mm. and I can't ever seem to muster up 40 something bucks to go get it like it's every episode of it and I love that show and it's not in syndication anymore so I can't watch it right but I love Ted Dance I didn't like him in Cheers but now I love I love Becker I don't know why see I like Cheers uh, here and there you know I couldn't do it it was always on I, I like Woody Harrelson from Cheers yeah. and I like him mm-hmm. but I couldn't get in excuse the me show the show, show. yeah cause I would just watch it because it's it was on it's just a on. Boston dumb yeah. bunch of drunk people <laughs> I watched it because it was on more or less but I always liked him in it cause the show itself was just kind of like yeah I thought it was cool that Leslie Nielsen's like a fucking psycho in this. It's so funny. Got the naked guy. But no, it's 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 the same guy that uh, you know you you see him you see him at, at at metal shows. They they just put their fresh shirt on that they bought at the show, and they're walking around in it and they're texting. He's got a dip in and a beer. It's the same. It's the same people that 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 reap them in. They're. If they're into that, then they went and bought it. They've never seen it. They just, like, I got a T-shirt. And I like, it's, I don't know. It's, I don't know how to ex- explain it where it makes sense, but it's just... If, it's, you're, if it's, you're cynical people like us that are really uh, true to ourselves, then uh, it's you just kind of see the, the thin line between... It's just a nauseating fad, and, and, it's, and it's, it's with anything. You, know? I mean, you can do it with lots of stuff. I don't, I don't have a hard-on to burn for that repo the genetic offer. I just didn't like it, but it's more of, you know... I see what you're saying. It's an audience, it's, it's an audience thing. And I, I totally get it because there's a lot of things that I love that um, are tarnished by the, the audience itself, and Repo is one of those things, you know. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, which <clears throat> I really like, is tarnished by the audience and the people that don't appreciate real horror movies. They just like gothic bullshit and Rob Zombie and, and that's the only horror movie they've ever seen. And Marlon Mike. But, but, sudden, but suddenly they're like horror aficionados horror horror aficionados and they get to have their own podcast and talk about Rob Zombie all day. But you know it's like I genuinely like that stuff but you know I'm not taking it seriously. Speaking of this scene there's a well, this whole movie actually I, I watched a video I guess Black Dahlia Murder did a whole They did uh, it's called uh when everything went black, it's just funny, and it's off their <laughs> nocturnal record. They're they're performing in full on the summer slaughter tour. It's so hilarious. yeah, it's awesome. I mean, this the video. I'll watch I was going to tell you about that. I didn't think you would. If you're, you know, couldn't get into the song, yeah. but I thought the video was. It's fun. from when everything went black. It's off that nocturnal record, and they do a whole creep show thing. Yeah, so or Brian. I watch Brian as Ted Dancing in the. Yeah, I watched the where he's buried and. I think Trevor puts him under the, in the dirt. He's the Leslie Nelson. I mean, it's cool. It's cool that they like all that stuff or whatever, but yeah. it was just like, again, I 
the tunes. I just couldn't cut through it. But um, yeah, you know, certain audiences ruin certain things because it it gets so common and. Well, yeah, there's nothing special to me about something that's... Like Star Wars, I mean, I, I I regret... I mean, I don't regret it, but I do, getting it tattooed on me, because that's all people want to... They're like, is that is that Star Wars, man? It's like, automatically this conversation's gone nowhere because you're asking me something you know the answer to, which tells <clears> me you're a shithole fan that doesn't actually like the movies. You're just, like, sure. trying to be cool, which is what a lot of people do. They're just like, you know, the part... Everybody knows this kind of person where well, they, they're Captain Obvious, where they ask questions that they know the answer to to sound like they're they sound like they're uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They want to sound like they're knowledgeable about it by just asking. They're pseudo intellectuals, is what they are. Yeah, they're like, "Is that Tie Fighters, dude?" And they're like, "Yeah." Like, man, I love Star Trek Wars, man. It's like, all right. Well, you know, it's the same type thing, and I'll, I'll take this repo genetic opera thing into it. Those later. are the people wearing the vests at the shows. Those yeah, are the people and, going and, to conventions paying a million these bucks. Are also, these these are also the women that are on the internet that are looking for a baby daddy because they they wanted some kind of life fulfillment of some guy they knew they couldn't keep around, and they did let they let them fill their cooter. I just seat. want him to watch the repo genetic opera. But but all they really wanted was they wanted to be with him forever. But all they did was cream their cooter and give them kids, and then they they. Think then he took blessed. off to go to a local metal show. It, it, there's some picture of them with their three stupid kids, and it's like blast. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> like you know what that says to me. Ruined. Yeah. It says used. Should have a used sticker on their forehead. But I just I don't know, man. I have a I have a really morbid and fucked up way of looking at things. I just don't, and I don't think a lot of people understand that. But I just don't. Well, if you're a, a, a actual fan of horror and extreme music, then that's the way your mentality truly is. You can be the party guy, or the you know the the know it all hipster guy all you want. But in reality, we're all sick fucks that hate everything. You know, a lot of people just rather be the. The vegan dude that's like, just have a craft beer, man. Just let's just go watch. Thirty-eight. Yeah, let's just go watch <laughs> Repo and calm down. Let's just calm your. You know, and you know what? Let's just just calm your jets, dude. Let's just go have a craft beer and go watch Fear the Walking Dead. Well, see, Hill. and I want to say this too: the, the the worst response with me. This is this is for me over the years. Is when people would be like, you know. I don't like him, and he's wired, or he, he he freaks me out, and all this other stuff. Well, what it wants, what it makes me want to do is show up, crucify him to one of their walls with my nail gun, and just sit there and watch them bleed, and have them explain to me what's wrong with me, and then I kill them. Like I have so many ideas for for a really brutal, nasty horror movie, and 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 that's one of them is my nail gun killer guy. The nail gun killer, which would be me. I would actually play my own part. The nail gun massacre. I'd be play my own, you know, role in the film, but, but you know, I just I don't know, man. I I just I, I think there's a lot of cancers in Hollywood. I think Eli Roth and and uh, Steven Spielberg and Steven Spielberg didn't used to be, but he is now. And then J.J. Abrams, all the, any of that stuff is just sewage. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm not interested in any of that. And, and when people try to get me to watch new and modern things that they're interested in, generally my response is no. Or I just laugh at them. I'd rather spend six hours on that Friday the 13th game. 
even yeah. though the creators of that rock starred me, I would still rather spend six hours on that game playing it than than to you know indulge in something like taking acid and watching you know a Rob Zombie Halloween film and <laughs> and then porking some girl and shooting her full of seed and having a kid with her and then working at a cell phone shop and acting like you're hot shit. <laughs> that's you know that's just my opinion and my take on stuff. And Anybody in particular? Or? What? You like just nailed the the demographic there. Well, it's just it seems to be anyone that I come into contact with that I don't know. It seems like it, they're they're looking for things that in my in my eyes to me are are uh, commonplace and boring. Yeah. You know? For me to ever end up with anybody seriously, I would have to find someone as unique as I am. <laughs> I'm, people can say whatever they want about me. I'm one of a kind. When I'm dead, that's it. I'm my own thing. I do my own thing. You know. They broke the mold with me. Right. I mean, seriously, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but it's true. The more and more people that I meet, the more and more I realize that there is no independent thought. And people can say whatever they want about me, but, you know, you can say I'm too loud or you can say I'm whatever, but, you know, the, the, the reality of it is, you know, if someone thinks I'm too loud, it's listening to this, like that piece of garbage that was on, you know... Uh, YouTube, you can go fuck yourself. I'll come in my house with a nail gun with a ski mask on. You're not going to stop me. You know that's how I do things. That's how I get results. But it can also be uh, <clears throat> Leslie Nielsen taking a shower. He's about to get psychoed here. But do you know what I mean? It's it's. Yeah, I, I look for originality in things and. Unfortunately, sometimes you know you 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 run into a wall with with people, you know, because I, I set the bar pretty high for people that I have respect for, and then when you meet them, you know, like Bill of Decrepit Birth, he turned out to be a shithead, <laughs> you know. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, I still like the band, but the guy turned out to be a prick, you know. In fact, when we were leaving, I wanted to have wheelchair fucker just run him over. <laughs> Or me visit him with the nail gun and the ski mask. But you couldn't do that because he's homeless, so I just had to visit him on the street with the, like, Punisher style because he's a fucking homeless piece of puke. But, you know, whatever. People disrespect me, you know. I, I don't like... I don't tend to it very well. If, you, if you've got the balls to, to do it, then you, you better be ready to catch it back tenfold. And I feel like I'm pretty calm and quiet right now. I'm trying to hold it together for the missus, but... Yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't... I don't play well with others, and I don't. I, I can see through people within two and a half minutes of talking to them. It doesn't take me long to figure whether or not I have something in common with somebody or not, or or if I feel like they're a genuinely, you know, a good person. Which is half the time I don't really get that vibe off people. So. But you know, whatever. It's you know. I've made a lot of poor decisions with things that I've done in life, but the, the best advice I can give people out there is you just continually stick with what you're into and try to let the things that make you happy lead you. You know, you have to have something that makes you happy to help you, you know, aspire to live for. You know, these people getting murdered or killing themselves or whatever they're doing. You know, I, th- I think if you have something that inspires you, that keeps you motivated, that you keep your eyes on the prize instead of worrying about what's going on around you, you know? 
if that makes any sense. Right. There's some nasty looking zombies. This movie's great. You know, this is common ground. This is great cinema. Uh, yeah, and this movie's fun. great. It's comic booky, but it's fun, but it's cool. But, it, but you know, George wasn't sitting around with a vibrator on his dick like a clit and <laughs> acting like he was Mr. Hotship. He made this. He just wanted to make something cool. Yeah. He was creative and interesting. He wasn't common and boring. He wasn't like, I want to do a throwback to the theme. Right. Which is what everyone does every movie now. It's like somehow the... It's just like, I want to do a throwback to the thong. Well, you know what I don't understand, and I, I love that movie, but I really do. I, don't, I'm, I do too. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what you're right about that. It seems like that's the and it turned into like a like now all of a sudden everybody that wears a, a vest that you know says they're a horror fan like now that's their favorite movie out of nowhere. Like nobody ever said a word about the thing. They're just like, what's the? And then now you're right. It seems like it's. It's another one. It's like John Carpenter only did one film to these people. He did the thing. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell only acted in one film. It was the thing, you know. Yeah. And who's Keith David? Oh, so yeah. yeah. They don't even make the connection. Wolfer Brimley was. Oh, the and I, I want to do a diabetes re- guy. A review of something. The only reason that you should buy those John Carpenter steel books. Is if you don't already own them. Other than that, you're because just buying the print, the, the, it's the exact same print. It has a different colored disc that matches the print. If you don't own them, I think it's a great investment. For me, it's a waste of money. If I found it used, then I'll probably buy it. But I'm not paying twenty seven dollars for a steel book of a film I already own. Is the was they live just one disc or was that a Blu Ray DVD combo? One disc. No, for the the original one. Disc. Okay, so they're doing it the same. Because the only one of those that's two disc is the Escape from New York. Yeah. Because it comes with both. Yeah. But yeah, you're paying for the Well, no, it's two Blu rays. One's the special features. Oh. It's not a DVD. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I will. And look, be, man, I love the fog. And if I got one, that would be the one I wanted. Yeah, that's the coolest. Like, if you were going to buy me one, I don't know if you. I'm just playing devil's advocate. The fog is the one I would. That's the one that I, I want. wanted to get. It's got the best artwork on it. But I really wanted to watch Escape from New York. So I just went ahead and bought the, the steelbook so I don't have it. No, dude, you don't have it, though. Yeah. I'm telling That's you. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you and any other fan of those movies, you know, you should definitely look into doing that. Yeah. But you should do it. It's not worth double dipping for 30 bucks. Well, here's the other thing. For me, the reason I, don't think the reason I didn't buy the They Live once I love that movie, I don't like the the art for it. I like the art that came with the original collector's edition from Scream Factory. Which I like is out of print. Yeah, but I love that artwork. It's actually at right now. Really? Yep. I really like that artwork a lot. Near Dark's down there too. The one of the West Town one? I didn't need to go there. Um, so yeah, the, I really like the artwork for that. The Fog, I actually, that steelbook looks badass. Even if I own that, I would still go buy that. Not for thirty bucks, man. Amazon's gonna have them for twenty. It's like I can't. That's where I got it from was Amazon. Not smart. It's like twenty four dollars. I mean, although you get some kind of like really nice thing if you lithograph. Yeah, if you get it from Screen Factory, 
Uh, you get like a lithograph. Again, but I have nowhere to put that. But see, like, but now Lawnmower Man, that. I splurged on that. The artwork for those steelbooks aren't that great. I just like that they are steelbooks and they're limited. They won't be around very long. NECA's Chucky that's coming out is the most beautiful figure they've ever made. That looks awesome. It's bought. I'm buying two of them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to open and play with one of them. And I'm going to leave the other one sealed. But it's in the box. It's like the... What's coming soon is the uh, seven film Chucky collection. Which looks awesome. It's got the good... I pretty good boy... Uh, the, the good guy doll, you know, packaging cover art. It looks really neat. Kind of how they did with the uh, additional slip covers they were doing with the with Child's Play. You know, they had... <laughs> did we give Child's Play to somebody or did we... Tobias and uh, Anders from they didn't uh, Cut Up. That. Cut Up, yeah. That's just my th- thoughts on that. That was fun, though. We had a good time with that mm-hmm. episode, and the interview was fun. Um, yeah, that was a good time. It was rightful for the interview itself, I think. It was actually fun with those guys. Charles Play is a fun movie. Honestly, <laughs> I would like to do... Uh, Part two or three as well, because those movies are great. They're good sequels. Um, the third one's, you know, that, that's the one reason the boot camp. I think that was yep. not as good at first, but it gets really good. Um, I like all of them. The second one's nasty because that's the one where they're in the it factory. And he, <clears throat> it's he's, good. He's like, he's actually scary in that film. That's like yeah. the scariest Chucky is in the second. But movie. I'm telling you, I like all of those. Movies. He's like, it's like the same with the second from Nightmare on Elm Street. That's whenever. Freddy's the scariest in part two. He's just he's just raunchy. And then, that ultimate Freddy they're doing from part two looks cool too. That yeah. I posted. Yeah, it's yeah, it looks crazy. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I think you know, those two were great uh, sequels and made they really not only just made sequels but they made their characters that much more badass. So I can see that. Like, Freddy was a lot more mean and scary looking, and then Chucky in the second one was just, there was more kills. Oh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies to me, anything past part four is shit. I didn't watch past part four. Like, that, that Freddy's Revenge thing sucks so bad. It's like a steaming pile. Oh, so it's is so that, bad. that What is that new nightmare? Well, that fifth, is? yeah, that one's terrible, too. Yeah. That it's reality show. It's like the real show. life one. Yeah. They tried to, you know, Wes Craven had some, like, scream hard on, so he wanted to make that. No, scream. totally scream. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what it was. Because that's where... I don't know if that was... I think that was before Scream. That was like the you basis. That, up. I don't know. that was like the basis for him making Scream was like, what if we do like a parody but it's like serious and it's... It was like a reality show. Yeah. But Scream was the same way. It's like... It's a movie in a movie. It's like a book in a movie in a movie. That's a parody of all this other stuff. And then... But it's also... Like a genuine slasher story. You know, so it, I don't know. Just one of those things. You know, Scream's an alright movie. It's it's creative. Uh, I mean, there's a guy that like I like I like what Ghostface looks like. I really like the mask. I like the character, but he's never the same person. He's like the fucking hobgoblin. Yeah, West New Nightmare came out in 94 and Scream came out in 96. But for the most part, Scream just like sucks because it's supposed to suck because it plays out like a like a bad TNT thriller show. But I like 
Ghostface, like the idea of him, where he's like, you know, <clears throat> calls with the with the voice changer, which voice changers skyrocketed when that movie came out. Like everybody wanted a voice changer, so they can fucking prank call people and be like, "What's your favorite scary movie?" You know, I, I thought the idea of Ghostface was cool, but it was always like a, a Scooby Doo episode. <clears throat> like, who is it? Who really is it? See, yeah, and I don't. I think that's cool for certain things, like that that kind of dynamic, but... I could write a book. With the Scream film, I don't know. I, just, I could write a whole book on how, in my opinion, Wes Craven, as big of a horror guy as he was, killed his own stuff. With his own it started with franchise. that New Nightmare thing. Yeah, but it's... It, the, the From New Nightmare on 94, it's just like everything but that, after But that. that Scream thing, that was, that was it. That's, it was like he was defecating on his own thing. But at least Scream put him back up and made him more money. Yeah. Yeah, but honestly, between that me, was like a semi-creative. with him being dead and everything, but I just—that's where I lost respect for him. Yeah. But that was a semi-creative thing. Like at least he made something that was modern and it was new, and it was it was decent. You know, whereas that new nightmare thing was like it was the start of something where I guess he was trying to do stuff, but that was too much. So it was like. You know, I don't really know how to describe it, but that new nightmare thing is just pointless. You know, I don't, I don't want, I don't want Freddie and all the actors to be real. Like, I, I get what he was doing, but it's just like you know. <coughs> I mean, I just to me, it's, it's it's a horror movie. I don't want it to be like the realest thing possible. Yeah. It's not supposed. Well, that's to what be. I'm saying. He, if you think about it, Wes Craven was really a cancer to to horror. Because what he did... No, seriously. It's the same thing as... And then you... Here's, here's my problem. This is, this is a perfect gateway to my Eli Roth conversation. Do you know why I hate Eli Roth? Eli Roth is the Quentin Tarantino of horror. That's why I fucking hate him. Because mm-hmm. I hate Quentin Tarantino. I'll, I'm going to go on the record here right now. I think he's the most overrated hack in Hollywood. I'm not a fan. And I hate that he's from Knoxville. I, I hate everything about him. I really do. I hate his films... And, you know, Pulp Fiction, if the whole film was about John Travolta and Samuel Jackson, I think it would be a really interesting film. But everything else in between that, I think, is shit. Like, there, that's the... And I won't take anything away from those performances for the two of them, but everything else in that film, and him putting himself in that scene, because I was watching it recently, and I was like, wow, what a, what a dick licker. Like, you have, to, you have to put yourself in your own hipster movie, because that's all he is. He's just a fucking hipster ass wife that likes a lot of really bad cinema. I can't stand him. Him, J.J. Abrams, <clears throat> Eli Roth, they're all, the, all that's the same company of scum. And scum honestly, Cronenberg, Cronenberg hasn't made a good movie in 30 years, so he's a hack. You know, it's like, I I don't know. I, I'm pretty, one of the reasons that I, because you, you talk about this a lot with me, one of the reasons I think horror is where it's at, because everyone that's doing it is a turd. Well, they're all these. You know, the Walking Dead is garbage. It, it's complete garbage. These people are like they offered George Romero a million dollars to do one episode, and he told him to go to hell, and he was broke. Yeah, because he did all of it. He doesn't need. But, but that's. From but what I'm saying is, it was more about the art artist. for him and not about he's, money. He's a real artist. But th- th- these people that are doing all this stuff, all these people are not artists. They're 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 money. People. Here's what it is: it, it's money. They're also like way too <clears throat> motivated people, like. They, you know, their parents got them in the business somewhere. Like their daddy's 
had a lot of money and gave them cameras and put right. them through film school and they met their contacts oh, yeah. and totally agree with you. they're like they walk up to John Carpenter like I'm such a huge fan uh, uh, Don Coscarelli I'm such a huge it's my favorite uh, uh, yeah. uh. and then it's like let me get a piece oh guess who's gonna uh, 4K restor- restore your movie for you thanks for your money Don I'm such a huge fan let me suck your fucking cock and same thing with all these thing people that, that Void movie I can't tell you Look, cavity colors. Your shirts are awesome. Your your pins are awesome. You know why I kept sharing that stuff on the page before you say this? Because everybody kept going, "Oh man, everyone's sucking it's their dick. Right. And, and so I was like, it's, "Okay, there you go." It's one of the worst. I've most never seen it. Nonsensical <laughs> pieces of dog shit I've ever seen. Never seen it because all it is is like it's a it's a pra- There's another new thing which I I love the practical effect idea, but now they're turning it around like they're like the new like Jim Henson's or everyone thinks they're fucking Rick Baker or something or like it's like practical body horror fucking homage to the thing and John Carpenter because <laughs> you know what some, some so it does bother some, you. some daddy issues See, teen, you actually some, some daddy issues uh, <clears throat> directors filmmaker camp fucking cocksucker saw the thing one time and he saw John Carpenter in concert because his dad got him tickets for his birthday with his emo girlfriend <laughs> And he goes and makes the void. It's an homage to horror movies. It's well, 80s. Well, Even though he grew up in 91, let's he run. has to make an homage to 80s horror. Well, let's, let's, let's run with this. It's, look, I have... It I have, Follows look, is another piece of shit. We have an 80s and back horror podcast, even though we do 90s stuff. But I don't pretend like I was born in the 80s and that, you know, I have a Jack Burton tattoo and I think... No, you, know, you just have really good taste in... Music and horror, movies. but I don't act like I'm from the '80s. No, I'm you not, don't. I'm not make, my my podcast isn't an homage to the thing with practical effects from J.J. Abrams 4K restoration. It's just like when you watch it, The Void; it's it's a direct rip off of The Thing, but it's in a hospital, which I hate hospitals. So I'm automatically this movie's fucking gay. Why are they in a hospital the entire movie? Right. And I've argued with a, a million people about this, and all of them can't get off of the nipple. Of, like the teat of that movie they're just like they're brainwashed that's all it is it's like bloody disgusting told me the void's amazing so they go watch and they're like the void is amazing it's like it's not you did you even the watch same it? people did this with, listen there's, to me. there's some no. like nipple somewhere and everybody sucks on it it's got jj abrams milk in it it's got quentin tarantino's milk in it it's got rob Zombie's i'm sorry milk i know, in I know it. you like i hate tarantino i think he's a hack I love Tarantino, but people... I think he's a hack. It's the same people that are like, dude, you gotta do the original Star Wars trilogy. It's like, okay, well, what are the Tusken Raiders? What planet are they on? They're on Hoth Yavin. I'm like, no. Bye. The same kinds of people. But no, but listen. Listen, Quentin Tarantino is the best director of the new millennium. But he's not. He's a hack. It's a that matter stole of, from a bunch of other stuff. Nobody, Let me ask you something. Nobody's the best director. Well, I'll prove it to you right now that he's a hack. Do you know what that briefcase thing is stolen from in Pulp Fiction? Uh-uh. Repo Man. It's a trunk that glows. He straight oh, up yeah. stole that. I mean, the guy is the guy is a hack. He he steals all the movies that are popular that he did. He stole from movies I grew up watching. Yeah, because. Uh, He's not that much older than me. The Hateful Eight is. He's a, like ten years old. Is a direct rip off of uh, of uh, <clears throat> the main one. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, same thing. 
Which he does. He's an homage actor, which is the most hipster thing he could possibly do is do an homage to anything. But the, th- but the real, but that's my point. Is he's a hack. Mm. He is. He's a hack. But he's. he's a, but now now he's made good films. His though, buddies. If you like him, I don't like anything he's ever done. I hate that Inglorious Bastards. Man, I could try to keep my mouth shut. We're talking about that. I'd rather jump off of a building than watch that piece of dog <laughs> shit. Because it is. It's nothing but him sitting there going Nazis in war. Yeah. It's just dumb. And now it's like, give me an Oscar, even though it'll never happen. That's all that. No, is. he's never going to win shit. But the, but the, I like Django. That movie's badass. I like Jamie Fox. Mm-hmm. So that one kind of. I like pulls Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he's and badass. I, look, I think True Romance is an awesome film. That's good too. Which he wrote that he didn't. He, direct but he didn't it. direct it. He wrote. But it. he wrote it. He's yeah, and he's very talented. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying, whether someone likes someone's art is whatever. I just personally think he's a hack. It's just, yeah. I think he's overrated too, big yeah. time. But. But, my, but we're, you're talking about that void. I want to talk about the ones that make me mad. Hold on. You need to watch that and you're going to It follows. I, don't, I still don't understand that either. Bloody Disgusting said it's the best film of the generation. And then they go watch it and like, well, it's the best film. Somebody's like paying what's, what's, what's that other one? What's the other one? It's like, it's a, it's a straight slasher ripoff. And it has like the 80s music in the cover. Oh, it's like Lost After Dark. Never saw that thing. It's an IFC turd. It made me want to... But IFC After and Midnight then, Dark and 80s then what, what's, production. What's the one from last year that I watched that made me want to vomit the... How can I walk in my house? Oh, Lights Out or something? No, that was good. That's... that's it's that, called Don't Breathe, that one. That's it. Lots that's out, some M. M. Night Shyamalaya. Shyamalaya. No, no it's, it's worse than It's that. one of the other ones. Which does that piss you off? Matt Shyamalan's doing Tales from the Crypt now. Doesn't that piss you off? It's his homage to the Tales from the Crypt eighties. No, because I think that I thought that show sucked. I know, but it's it's, a creep show. It's still all these like still a creep show rip off. There's three people getting paid in the industry to do the same three things. It's like JJ Abrams. Well, he got approved to do it because everybody said Split was so crazy. No, it's not. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, movie? it's a piece of dog shit. Why did you watch that? Because so people can't come at me. The and doctor like, gets bored. No, the doctor will watch stuff, but so I can attack it. Yeah, hey, at least you pay it, money to, to go to go do it. You know, you, you do know, your research. The right I spent a dollar and fifty cents, but it doesn't whatever. matter. But it's it, better than these people. I got the void because I downloaded on the internet, and I'm the biggest fan of the director. Oh, right, the even though you've never fucking paid for a cent. We, of that you film. know. But, I'm telling you, you go watch The Void. It's just like the biggest fucking fart I've ever seen. Well, you know, because I mean, look, it's it's practical effects from J.J. Abrams' Creature Hut, and it's like it's this. Of course, it's synth music because everybody with a fucking fruit uh, fruity loops on their on their phone thinks they're fucking Tangerine Dream, and they're just sitting there like. Oh, I know. Suddenly, they're fucking out in hallway. Everybody world. thinks they're fucking John Carpenter. I yeah, it's, 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 they just have their little phone keyboard and they press. And that's button, the like, great, you know, that's the great thing about John Carpenter too. Is like, I was watching an interview with this guy and he was talking about how great that uh, you know it follows was because it has music in it like that. And then I that's read, all everybody's doing is eighty synth. But I read a eighty synth. But I read a clip from, from Carpenter and Carpenter was like, "Wow, it's like I should get royalties off all these shitty films." And he should, but even though he's a prick, but you know it's it, it is. What should it also is. give it to Van Gellis, who did fucking Terminator, you know all that stuff that he started. But and I mean, Tangerine Dream should be making money off this stuff because it's just 
and all these and these zombie and these, all the, yeah and, and goblin. goblin goblins what I meant um, but yeah yeah but all these all these hipsters that want to pay respects to something that they they didn't even see because they weren't born but 20 it's, years but it's, back it's or, fine because they're all going to just die alone or they're going to die with some girl that they knocked up that's dumb as they are it's like you, you knocked her up watching that It Follows movie but what I was going to tell you about The Void though that I thought was funny yeah, well, so many arguments people they're like well you know what that's your opinion I just think it's good it's like well, well your opinion vo- is invalid you know, The Void's going to be at that horror thing this year it's a terrible movie it's going to be Here's the other thing about it. Look, the only movie you can have where there's absolutely no likable characters and you want them dead is a slasher film, not some fucking, like, alien in a hospital with, like, weird cult doctor things. Like, none of it made any sense. And it, it never had any resolution to it. And all the all the, the people that were in the movie were unlikable. There was not a single person I wanted to survive, which... Even in slashers, there's like always that one person or that one thing that you want to survive in it. And there was nothing. I wanted everyone to die, and I hated the movie from the start of it. It's just like everyone's... Well, see, that's how I felt about Deathgasm, but everybody was like, it's really good. Everybody are a bunch of, Everybody in the film are a bunch of pussies, and they all are like yelling at each other, and they're just like annoying. And like, then there's some like alien... That looks like the thing from like Japan. It's just like I like Tokyo Gore Police and Takeshi Miike because he's the best Japanese director, and I also like John Carpenter. And then it's just like both of them combined. It's, like, it's just like this stupid-looking alien thing. Like the effects are okay. You sound like me right now. Is why I love it. You're just, it got you. It got you worked up. <laughs> the effects are okay. And you know some of the directions are. Ask Corey if he's ever heard of. Ask him. <laughs> Wait. No. No. Hold on. They're just like. They're just like. That's I mean, me. Look that. Or he's <laughs> downing that fucking alcohol. Well, li- well, let's keep going with this a second because this is the same person. They're just like. What's what 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 uh, sports team do you like? There, uh, hipster. I really like the Chicago Cubs. They they needed a pennant. I've been to Chicago and once I really and I had the a Oakland ch- Raiders. I went to Chicago one time for like three hours and I had a chicken gyro and it just really changed my life because the ranch really accented the garlic mayo sauce. And I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win another pennant. I think they're gonna win another pennant. And I, you know what? Once the Dallas Raiders move to Las Vegas, I really think they're just gonna they're just gonna be the best team. And I'm also gonna be a Las Vegas Knights fan because, you know, Don Coscarelli is my favorite director. <laughs> even though I've never even seen any of his fucking movies, I've just heard of Phantasm because J.J. Abrams is Do my favorite fa- producer. Do me a favor right now. Because we've ne- we haven't done this in a long time, tell everybody on here. I'm very proud of you. I want to first. I'm going to build this up first. I want to tell you guys how much a I love doing this podcast with this gentleman to the left of me. But I want to tell you, he got you a guest that I can't even believe that he got. That's happening, and it's sick. And I, I've got a, I've I... got a guest that you all don't know about that I can't talk about, but. But there's a guest that's coming that I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have him reveal to you right now. We're gonna do a big thing here for it. But I'm 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 serious. <clears throat> I didn't think we would ever get any of those guys. I don't know why. I just figured we wouldn't. And uh, I'll be damned if you didn't get like the best, like the most, the best one you could have got because he's in everything. 
And it's I'm seriously, literally about crap myself when you told me. Like I was like, well, I've got to, I've got to take a shot. Seriously, drop the bombshell now, or should I just wait? No, go ahead. I want you to do it right now because we're putting this up soon. <clears throat> well, not only do we have Peter from Vader on this episode, which is amazing, and we got so many more good episodes for you for you guys. So many awesome guests. Uh, we never let up here at Phantasm. We got. Uh, Bill and Matt from Decrepit Birth are going to talk about Access Monday, which is uh, the Doctor's Album of the Month. Uh, awesome fucking record. Uh, we had Frank from fucking Suffocation. Uh, we had Terrence on a little, you know, a few episodes back from the, the Wishmaster episode, which always a pleasure to have Terrence on. He's one of our boys. Yep. Sticks his neck out for us. Can't thank him enough. He's one of the legends of fucking death metal. Uh, and Frank as well. So it was nice to have him uh, drop by on the show. Um we have uh, Schmear from Destruction, which we just put up, which is awesome. Uh, another huge, is that up? Huge name. Uh, oh, yeah, it is up. But, uh, you know, trying to get the other half of this podcast together as far as horror movie guests. They're a little harder to come by as far as their availability. You know, most of these guys are still doing projects, whether they're big or small. Um, we got a couple in the wind you've got. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to get the best of both worlds. We've had less luck with horror actors because they're actors. They're a little bit more, uh, not to offend anybody we've had on, but, you know, they're a little more pretentious. I don't think it is any of the ones we've had on. They're a little, not pretentious. They're a little more pretentious than, well, to try to get to do and all this stuff. Like, they just have way harder schedules, you know. They're filming for, like, 10 to 18 hours a day, and they're it's hectic. You know, they're constantly meeting with people to do new projects with and you know I understand and, and a lot of these musicians too they're constantly you know writing an album they're recording an album they're going on tour they're going to Europe they're you know spending small you know like a couple weeks with their family before they go back out for another two months you know so um, I just want to say a lot of times we get frustrated where we can't um, get the people we want because a lot of things they're out of our control and out of the band's control that get in the way of what we do and um, you know we do this as fans and, and that's it you know we're not trying to do this for money we don't get any kind of funding for this or money we do this out of our hard earned you know time off and work schedule we get occasional label help but yeah so for um, musicians anyway. there's things back and forth that kind of get in the way and, and but I want to stress the point that the doctor and I fully understand that as musicians and as actors that we try to get on the show, we appreciate all the time that they give us, the, the, the yeah. people that have given us the time of day, because sure. we know that the schedules between both musicians and actors are ridiculous, because, I mean, they really don't have time to be with their families as much as they want, and, you know, they're constantly working and, and doing press and doing shows and doing conventions and, you know, uh, public appearances, all this stuff, so people that have given us the time of day in the midst of all of that I want to personally thank all of you guys all the guests that have came on the show anybody that's ever even responded to an email of mine whether it would be positive or negative for the attention to say anything and not just blow us off that says a lot about your character and I, whether the guest was even you know kind of a shithead or not at least uh, they made the time so thanks for that and with that being said yeah, like Bill from Decrepit Birth. I would like to announce uh, <laughs> a future guest on the show very soon. Um, Day before my birthday. Yep. That's a birthday present for me to the doctor. I fit God. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, one of my freebies. 
and it's uh, Reggie Bannister. That's crazy. Of Phantasm. <laughs> That's fame. <laughs> the man. The ice cream man. That's just crazy. Reggie Bannister. I'm just like, I'm like 10 years old. It's awesome. The crazy thing is, is that, you know, that's his actual name is Reggie. And I've, <laughs> I've met him at a horror convention. It was the first horror convention. Is he nice? Oh, he's Reggie. Him in those films are him in person. <laughs> that's amazing. He's, he's like a lax, just like chill dude. He's he's exactly who he is in the films. Um, I met him in... September of 2012, maybe? It was a long time ago. Uh, first horror convention I ever went to. And it was the Phantasm reunion. And there's a picture of me, and the doctor's seen it. It's, um, I look like I, it's my family portrait. And it's Don Coscarelli and Angus and Michael uh, Baldwin and, and uh, Reggie. You know, and it was really cool to meet all those guys at once. This was before... I mean- to you me, know. you couldn't have gone. Aside from the tall man, who better? He's in all of it. Yeah, that's him. He's in all of it. It's Reggie. Reggie's the... I mean, yeah. other than Coscarelli, it's like... And honestly, Reggie, to me, is better than Coscarelli because it's like... It's R- fucking Reggie Bannister. Reggie's secretly, like, the main character of the whole thing. There's He is. Yeah. It's all about him, you know. And, you know, a lot of the films are about... Um, him dealing with that, cra- you know, their crazy Michael Baldwin or whatever. A lot of it's about him, too. Uh, Mike, which is the same. You know, he's Mike in the films. He's Mike in real life. And he's he's really cool, too. And I would love to reach out to oh, Mike. No. I think he's the shit. You can ever get, we can get as many people, these folks, we can. He does lost, but, uh, you know, Reggie's working on a film called Bone Jangles, which, you know, I haven't seen anything about, but he, <laughs> that does, sounds a, cool. he does a lot of really good B-movie stuff. And this one's like a slasher, I think. And he's going to be he's gonna be on to promote that. And, you know, I told him I would... Of course, love to talk about Phantasm, and you know we don't just have the name for the sake of it to be spelled wrong. We have it because it's we don't a, want to be sued. It's a word play on the thing we love, and we're fans, so it's Phantasm it makes sense. I know there's some other fucking horror convention documentary called Phantasm spelled the same way, but there is. Yeah, but this isn't the same thing, and uh, it's an easy thing to take name of, but. If you go on iTunes, uh, Phantasm Podcast is copywritten, and it's us. So we can actually sue you for it, and it's on SoundCloud, too. So It's, it's legally it's legally Gene Simmons by Corey Gorkrice and Dr. Vincent West. So if, if you think your little measly bullshit that you show at horror conventions because you suck somebody's penis in, in film school that under J.J. Abrams' producer film school brigade, you know, Class one on one, you can actually eat our legal buttholes. <laughs> I want to talk to you about this because I'm so excited. I want to share this with our audience. It's cool. And so, yeah, Reggie, can't wait to have you on. Uh, hopefully, all the fans of this podcast that even remotely love Phantasm as much as we do think that that's uh, something really special for you guys to hear. So, be on the lookout for that. I mean, no offense, this that just buries any. It does. It's just awesome. It's amazing. Now, look, I love Ken. Ken's a dear friend of ours. Um, no, I'm not. Finally met him I in just person, meant, and it felt really good. I um, mean, look what I'm wearing. I'm, I'm, yeah. I love... It's not. No, that's amazing. It's just... What did he write on your thing? I can't read it. It's just a Corey something. Because <laughs> he wrote something crazy on mine. 
it's a it's a quote from the movie. It's scary something. Scary walks or I don't know. Don't fail. That's why I'm not gonna take the picture off. So it'll be like That's super cool. See, I didn't get a Reggie print or anything, but I got his, you know, picture with all of them. So. That's worth a million words compared. To the well, no, song. here's here's what's amazing about that. I can't mention my big one. We've got a big one like that for big one, big ones. That's <laughs> but it's well. If you listen to, uh, but this is this is as big as that. If though, you lift, I think if you uh, if you guys check out the upcoming in, uh, episode we have with Brian Slagle, which should be you know it's coming pretty soon. It's in our catalog. Oh yeah, I did. I left Inter- cat out of the bag. Interview's right. been done. But we're just, you know, sometimes we're not very consistent because we both work separate schedules and, you know, the doctor's back in, you know, uh, school, medical school and uh, relearning the ropes. And, uh, you know, it's, we don't have time. We like to mainly, there's, if there's episodes we do or it's just the interviews, we'll put it up. Like the Martin Popoff thing, very insightful. It's up now on our SoundCloud page. And iTunes, all the podcasts. Hey, Corey, I just yeah. want to tell you, this is Mark Papa, and you're listening to the Fan Chrasm Snob Blast. You're listening to the to the PC Podcast. You're listening to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. You're listening to the Macintosh Podcast. You're listening to Hack It and Slash It. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pop-Op's awesome. But um, No, he was cool. It's... Stuff like that, you know, it can just go up because we, you know, it was just one of those quick interviews. It was actually like an hour long, so it, it stood long. Yeah, because did you hear it at the end? He's like, I'm going to have to let you go there, uh, Vincent. I got to go. I'm going to go take a dump. <laughs> I got to go study. My, that Metamucil's kicking in. I've got to go take a dump. <laughs> I've got to empty my bowels. My mom told me not to drink so much prune juice, but who is she kidding? <laughs> it's about to come out of my Canadian crack, so uh, I'm going to have to wrap this up and go get some uh, gib on my face from Sam Dunn. <clears throat> but uh, it's a good facial mask when you go to sleep. It does. I just rub it all in his his gib because he has like a lot of feminine sperm. <laughs> it just kind of sticks to my face. And it's from all that L'Oreal that he puts in his hair. He doesn't. <laughs> just just pull, pull that. Pull that sperm, that sperm facial off. That hot Canadian mist. <laughs> Spray oh, that well, hot Canadian we'll mist. Edit this whole episode <laughs> anyway, but yeah, but it's Spray that hot Canadian mist into my pores. I always love that. Whatever that's supposed to be, the Harry and Hendersons. Do you know what it actually <laughs> looks like? If you, you're probably gonna pee yourself when I tell you this. It looks like a Toodle Cat legs. <laughs> it does. He's like, give me a, give me that, give me that gold. He's like, I want that liquid gold. <laughs> yeah, Martin Popoff was cool, but you know, back to wow, how Holbrook had just done uh, with Adrian. The fog. He had just done the fog. With yeah, her. this was right off the heels of that. Yeah. Well, that was eighty. Yeah. Still, it's right. It's, that was like the last thing been, they did. Yeah, it's amazing. <clears throat> At least together. Um, He's in Fletch Lives too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the. We like to mainly, for the most part, pair everyone up with a movie and do an episode with. So it takes a little time to sit there and, and do this stuff like we're doing right now. You know, usually we don't have as much time. And and a disclaimer: if you guys don't want to listen to the episode, if you're just wanting to hear the interview, because I saw some people flipping out on the Cryptopsy page when they shared it. Which, by the way, what's up, Flo and Matt? Love you. 
Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, just go to the YouTube page. Now, it's people not get there, pissed because I haven't been putting up the ones on well, YouTube. Well, but it'll eventually be there. I'm trying to show a little love to the SoundCloud. We need to get some more hits on there. So, you guys, if, if you're listening to all this stuff and you do skip to it, you can do it on the SoundCloud like you're doing right now. So, And then maybe I'll start putting more stuff up on YouTube. Thanks. There you go. It's, that's from the technical end of it. Because like it. it takes more time for me to put stuff up on YouTube than it does to SoundCloud. I could see that. Well, because I have to edit it separately. Sure. I have to put the, the picture in there, and I have to cut it to where it's and edited. And put a new a intro. And, yeah. yeah, so it's, um, you know. I also have to cut out the coming soon thing. That's really cool. I've been working on a new coming soon. Uh, I've been using the same coming soon thing for like 100 episodes now, so I figured... We've probably done a lot of them, so I, I made a new one. So that, that's coming at the end of this one. So if you guys like the little, I think the coming soon thing's a nice addition. You know, uh, it's a nice foot. <laughs> it's a nice foot. So, uh, you know, this looks like the hospital from uh, Terminator Two. It kind of looks like the hospital from. It looks like the hospital from the thing. Because <laughs> everything is the thing. No, from. <laughs> From Every the, movie the is void. the thing. It's the void. It's the vod. They should just make a, a new hipster movie called The Voivod. And it's just dudes <laughs> walking around in a vest, jerking off about the thing. They're just like, <laughs> practical effects by J.J. Abrams' special effects team. It's this creature God, shop. That's funny. From J.J. Abrams' creature shop, inspired by Hey, John are we, we going to do Suspiria still? Yeah. I've got a line on maybe getting us into that for free. Really? Yeah. Is that here or in Nashville? No, it's 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 here. It's in Florida. Yeah, it is. I know the guy that's doing that. He told me about it. Okay, well then just tell that. He works at the game store down here. Okay, then tell that motherfucker that we're, we're interested in it. Let us know. He was like, yeah, it's in, Suspiria was inspired by the thing. By J.J. Abrams. It's also inspired by Exodus and, and every Megadeth album but Peace Cells. <laughs> <laughs> I like So Far So Good So What, even though that album sounds like it was recorded in Corey's toilet. It's like, look, guys, you don't have to like stuff because you back catalog just to like find stuff. Like, you know, I know when you're full of shit. You know, I'm not full of shit. Well, you know, I'll give you a good example. I share a lot because they're dear friends of ours, uh, two other dear friends, mainly a dear friend and a new friend. He's actually but Alex from <laughs> but Alex from Crisian. Yeah, you know, but he had a he had a picture up today of them with uh, Chink Angel, and I'm not putting that on our uh, on our page. I'm just not doing it. Slope Angel's not going on our page because they rock starred us. Well, they did. Fucking pisses me off. You can edit that out. It feels good to say it. Yeah. Them chinks, anyway. Rice Angel? Yeah. <laughs> Patty Angel. <laughs> Death Patty. <laughs> Death Patty. It's great. You know what I picture? Like that new Rambo from my mind where he's just like mowing them down the rice field. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you've got to think of me doing that to them. It's them on stage. I'm like, yeah, the <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> like their arm fly. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, you'll never hear you'll never hear Death Patty on this podcast. <laughs> oh God, that's funny. But no, they were like hanging out with him, and I'm like, I'm not sharing that. 
So I consciously, I put a ton of stuff on the page today too. Not that, I don't know if you noticed or not, but I put like a million things. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Wesley Snipes too. And oh, yeah. yesterday, happy birthday, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Some fucking trash bag came into my work today. He's like, I like the Blade movies. And he bought Blade on DVD. Like all three of them. And then he came back near the end of the night and he was like, I just realized I don't have a DVD player. And he sold back the Blade movies. It's kind of shit I have to deal with now, people. He was like, you know a song I have in my head? It's the Slipknot song, My Plague. You ever heard that? He's, he's one of these people that has like, he's like a, like a fucking artard that was hatched in like a fucking sewer main. He's got like his, all his tattoos are like his cousin made them in a fucking Hummer. Like, it's like <laughs> love and hater tattooed on his knuckles and it looks like I drew, I drew him with a fucking Sharpie. But they're real. They're like, my favorite movie the Ninja Turtles in the Shadows. Jim Henson inspired the, the, the CGI effects. So, so he's going out with it's from those. Mm-hmm. No, it's bad. It's not even that. It's worse. I don't think anybody would. What go was out. your name again? <laughs> no, nobody would go out this guy except for his mother. Like that's fucking gross. He's like a. <laughs> I don't know. That was pretty scary too. I thought. What I did was shave my butt away and put it on my face, <laughs> and then I was like, "What's your name again?" No, those tattoos are just like... No, that's what that looked like. Did raunch, you ever notice that? Raunch sauce. It literally oh, yeah. looked like he's just... He got some like crazy glue and just... It's just like... I'm gonna look older. <laughs> he's like, I'm a man now. I'm gonna go chop fire with my doll. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's funny when I saw him, because it wasn't growing right, I wanted to be like, you should... You should... This is seriously... You even peed yourself. I wanted to look at him and be like, what was your name again? But like, eh, it doesn't matter, but... You should probably lay off the off, off the different hormones for women because it's you look like a dyke. It's like, look, we we all know that you just you're just about to join a Mennonite church. Yeah, it's like, like, well, no, I'm seriously. It's just like, oh, that's sweet. How long have you been transitioning? <laughs> Stephen King pops in. He's like, meteor shit. Pretty much. And it's like, oh. I think Satan just took a, a duty, speaking of. Yeah, at least she's been quiet. It smells like Cheerios covered in shit. I don't know how she does <laughs> it. It does smell it's horrible. Like, it's like honey nut poo. <laughs> <laughs> she's just a stomach that farts. <laughs> she's like a rolling stomach. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's just a four-legged butthole. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, I was going to be like, how long have you been transitioning? Yeah. It's like, wow, but I didn't know Bosley works on your face. <laughs> this is like, wow, you've, you've got a lot of you've got a lot of testosterone pills you've been taking. <laughs> He's like, well, what was your name again? He should have been like Rogaine. No, name. seriously, his face looked like it was Ugh. covered in butthole hair. <laughs> it looked like he'd like grown shaved his taint <laughs> put it on his face. It literally looked like that. It was just like, oh, you've been you've been growing your butthole hair out on your face. Yeah. <laughs> that is your face. I want you to smell your Hold on, I got a fart. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? <laughs> What's your favorite craft beer? Here's another thing, too. The, the people that like the Void listen to uh, craft beer podcasts, which apparently are like every podcast but ours. Let's compare Jack Frost with this craft beer. It's a it's a winter lager IPA light from 
from our friends in Pittsburgh. Well, there was a picture of wheelchair fucker. Let's talk about this a second. He was at the I don't know Gulf the, Shores. I don't know what the craft beer thing is. Well, no, listen. This is so funny. His friend was drinking that that one beer that's supposed to have lemonade in it or whatever. What? I forget what it's called. It's like a, it's, it's it's a, a yellow box. I know you've seen. It's this. a light shanty wheat. Can you just drink piss? The commercial, the commercial on MLB Network says it's like a like a, a beer with that's Liga Nagahas or it's, it's like something some like German that. Shit. It's not German. It's like no, it's an American Minnesota. Yeah, it's like it's it takes the German hops from Belgium and it turns it into Colorado pee. It's just like. <laughs> None of this makes any... Nothing makes but, sense but, anymore. But the idea... J.J. Abrams takes his 4K restoration from his creature shop, and he, George Lucas is sitting there having a seizure because he's fingering his bean so hard. He's like, My million dollars, man! And then Harrison Ford's like, Oh, thank God, I got my now, have you, career have back. Have you watched that press player one thing or whatever? Yeah. The trailer, it's garbage. You did watch it. I don't know where the... Ste- I don't know where the... Can CG- you see where I was offended by? I don't know where the CGI starts or where it ends. Like, it's just like, there's nothing real about the movie. All I know is when we were in the theater, it was like, everybody in there was like this. Look, they, were, J. J. they were just like, J.J. <laughs> Abrams is in the movie. Oh, the cockroach? It's a fucking cockroach, yeah. He, he's just spraying it. He is the lowest form of humanity. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, the... It's just... <laughs> Ew, I actually thought that was on my TV. I was going to be like... Uh, this scene's hard to watch, actually. This is the... I mean, they save the best for last as far as the ran- It's out. the rancho. Yeah. It is. It's taco rancho. It's gross. But, uh... I don't remember what I was saying. Yeah, the... I don't know why people can't just drink a fucking beer, why right? it's got to be a contest or it's got to be like you're trying... What are you trying to accomplish by drinking you do different you, beers? You came in one night and she was just like pulsing like her stomach. Yeah. And then she just splits open and a roach comes out of her. That would burn this whole apartment It'd make down. a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, it would. But here's the thing. People can't even drink beer anymore because it's got to be like some hipster cult contest. Do you know what I'm talking about though? It's called like Liffenhavens or something. It's, it's, yeah, like, it's like Lagunitas. Yeah, and it's like... Shanty Wheat Colorado Cali <laughs> Pee with lemonade. <laughs> it sounds nasty. It's because all these hipsters that go to film school and like The Void and The Thing that have never heard of John Carpenter before. And they're all fat because all they drink is these non-light beers. It's no, like, their, their daddies not only put them through film school but their dad was also a brute. He brewed. He has a brew kit. No, come down to our microbrewery. Yep. He he has a fucking butt fucking barn somewhere, and he brews Scott, beer. You've got to meet him. He's got a job, and he shaves his butt all hair, puts on his face. I have a job. I have, <laughs> I milked my dad for a job, and here I am with my brew kit, and he's he just, and my butt all hair on my face. <laughs> my dad died because he couldn't stand the sight of me of my pube hair, so I I took over. He his took his Norelco and just shaved my butt all off, and then. Put it on my face. It's the new Schick Hydrolite IPA. <laughs> it's got German hops. What was from, your name again? It's got German hops straight from Minnesota. <laughs> 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 like, like, uh, are you going around drinking different soda because you want to? No. Like, sure, once in a while, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to try this soda. Like, that never happens. Sometimes I want a Coke. See, people make I fun of me. I, I, I'm a creature of habit. I like the same shit, you know. 
Like right now, I've been on a major ginger ale kick for like months. Yeah, and ginger ale is good. But, but I like Sprite Zero, and I like Squirt, and I like which is weird. <laughs> you're not you're not <laughs> no drinking squirt. it. You're not drinking it because your friends are like, dude, you should really try the Schweppes. Try that. Try that. Why don't you try the Seagram's IPA ginger ale? <laughs> Why don't you try that Coke Zero next? It's just like no one ever says, can you try this soda? What do you think of the hops in that ginger ale? <laughs> but, God forbid you try to drink a beer, they're like, dude, have you had that that Moose Piss IPA lager? It's like, no. I've, I had a beer. Like, I don't know why beer has to be a fucking contest. Nobody, nobody like, does that with liquor. They're like, you should really try that new Knob Creek Wood Reserve Aged from eighteen twenty nine, like nobody, people just buy cheap beer, you know, cheap liquor, and don't say anything. But suddenly, beer is this fucking pissing contest, and I don't understand where it comes from, like where it's stemming from. It's like beer culture. I don't think what's interesting about it either. Beer culture comes from beard culture. That also comes from elitist. Mastodon. It comes from elitist like music bullshit and dying penis and dying penis and mastodon. It's just like beards. And ghost. Ghost is another one. It's ghost it's, IPA. It's beards. What was your name again? It's beards, beer, <clears throat> and then it's like vests, and then like the void. <clears throat> I don't know where this is all coming from. Somebody, somebody wrote a. <laughs> That's true. That cirrhosis true. of the liver is what it should be. Um, it's all stemming from one little thing that I can't put my finger on. Can I start calling her Kitty Roaches? No, it's. <laughs> I don't know where it's coming from, though. It's like it's I know, the same I know place that, that this other stuff's coming from. But where, where everybody's like, no, hear me out. It's all like, U.S. bullshit. No, pe- yeah, it is. It is. It, it's because everybody in this country is insane, except for the two of us. It's like, ew. no, seriously, because that looks like and our listeners about. are not insane. I hope, but look, it's like it's like a post Metallica, like dad, like uncle touched me. Now I got something to prove because I'm like. 26 thing. And I watch UFC. It's like people... They all watch UFC. It's like people from my generation is what did it. It's like... Uh, it's like now they're they're trying to be what the 80s was, and they can't do it. But they think that they are so hard that they're like, we're taking the 80s back. It's like, you're from the 90s, you'll never be the 80s. It's like Raw. They're trying to make it the 90s Raw, and they can't do it. I just don't know what it is. I tried watching Raw last night. It was just... It's boring. If they say, Except for Enzo and Cass fighting each yeah. other, which is funny. They say ass, and they're like, ooh, you said ass, and whoa. It's just... That's like their one little bomb. They're like, I'm going to kick your ass. And they're like, whoa. <clears throat> well, whenever they're... I can't deal with Samoa Chode. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with... Hey, he him. looks like Mr. <clears throat> Potato Head. I don't like him. And I tell you who else I can't deal with is that, is that fucking... That, Gargantuan tard that Braun Strowman fuck. Oh yeah, he's just a dumbass. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I just wish Sid Vicious was like twenty five years old. He was coming on and just power slam him and leave. But I guess where this all stems from, I don't know where the trends came from with the beards and the vests and the beer and the, and the void and all this like pseudo John Carpenter appreciation stuff. I think it all comes Which from... Which chaps my ass because they make me make seem like I'm one of those. I think it all comes from people that are wanting to be something that they don't even know what it is, but they think that it's cool. Like, they have an idea of what 
the 80s was, so now they're all like these depressed 90s kids that are nostalgic, so they're wanting to fit in somewhere, but it's like... Kenny Roaches. You know what nobody gave a shit about in the 80s? Beards. No one cared. Everybody was clean-shaven in all these movies. There was no beard dudes, like, walking around with vests on. Um, everybody had long hair, and they were clean-shaven, and they wore high-top Nikes. And people that look like that now are fucking stupid, too. It's like, just grow up with what you have. If you like stuff from them, that's cool, but... You can't live it because you're not in the times, you know. Just you know, that's stick, what I was gonna say. Just stick ago. to your lame bullshit. It's like I bought a vest. You know but how I, spent I a lot can of money tell doing a that horror and, fan. You know, I just don't. I bet you. I don't think I'm from the '80s wearing. I it. bet you. If I was at a horror convention, I bet you ninety percent of the people there have never seen Trick or Treat. They'd say they had, but I bet mm. you they've never seen it. No, doctor. They're oh, they're they're. It's just they're huge fans of it. It's like their it's like their favorite besides the thing. It's really gross. I can't stand roaches or any of that. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, I know. It's just nasty. Ew. You gotta freak me out. Just put some fucking bugs in it. And the scary thing is, in this, is they're real. Yeah. I wouldn't have stepped foot. I would have just been like, "You guys are filming for a few days. See ya." You have to have a certain mentality to be able to handle Although th- this bothers me, but it doesn't bother me near as bad as like... A fly or something. Yeah. Or got infested. That movie... Oh. Ew. I mean, that movie is nasty. The cockroach thing. Yeah. Mutant cockroach thing. Those I've got that if you ever want to do it. What, infested? Yes. No. Shh. <laughs> It this is movie's gorgeous. actually long. I didn't think it was. We should have given that to Barnes. That movie's just gross. Yeah. Ugh. That's pretty. There's some big fucking roaches in there. That's Rashi. Yeah, those are some like those roaches have been alive for like fucking ten years. There's <laughs> <Just>, like <laughs> <laughs> some of those roaches are fucking gigantic. It's really nasty. Those are some Manhattan roaches in there. This is really gross. Yeah. My brother's room has some that come out about that big at our place. Ooh. Yes. They're this big. They're they bigger than, like food they're, in this fucking room? Yes. That's why. They're bigger than the stuff in this movie. Ooh. They're bigger than those real big ones. I'm not joking. God, that one was huge. Did you see that one? That was one? one of those African hissing cockroaches or something. This is making me like freaked out. I can't deal with roaches and shit. It's gross, isn't it? It makes me like itch and like feel like there's bugs on me. It's it's talking my interest. It's not even a fear. It makes it just makes me. Oh un- no, it's a un- fear un- for me. It I makes me it. uneasy. But if I was in a room like that, I would just like hang myself. I couldn't deal with it. I would Chester Bennington myself. <laughs> That's another thing. You too. can't wake up. You're not going to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wake up. No, You're not gonna wake up. The uh, <laughs> you can't wake up. Oh, like it's, it's is it? Was he the one that was like, I can't wake up? No, that's Evanescence, which they all need to hang themselves to. Oh, okay. fucking so Christian. That, I thought that, I thought that was, was the fucking, same band. Fucking Christian nerds. <laughs> <laughs> when he spread my vagina inside, I can't wake up. I can't wake up. No, but it's a terrible thing. But I'm tired of hearing about it and all these supposed like metal. 
There's not even actual. And what was, well, let me ask you this: We've never talked about this. There's not even actual metal publications anymore because all they do is still suck new metal's dick. Because all these fucking people that write for all these publications, all these supposed metal sites, they're all these fucking '90s assholes that have beards and wear vests and fucking drink IPA beer. They have to have beer contests every night instead of drinking beer. They have to be like, I'm going to try that new milk stout moose lager. It's like, can you just <laughs> drink beer? It's got dog cum in it. When, <laughs> when, it's got Boston dog cum. In when it. did just drinking alcohol to get drunk no, excuse me, turn it's, into it's got reds. It's got every. It's got a random Reds players give in it. I don't. <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, I mean, Cubs oh. players give in it. <laughs> this is hard to watch. Here's some body horror, people. Oh, that's pretty nasty. Oh, it gets worse. Got the me. That's what my cat's gonna do one day. Look at the oh, oh turn into Oogie Boogie from fucking Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Some of those are those are big fucking. Fires. Let me ask you something. Ugh. How did they come out of him though? I didn't ever understand that. I don't know. He just. It's just gross. Um, I'm just going to go back to one Is it just time. me or is that the grossest thing George ever directed? Yeah, it's pretty nasty. Um, I just don't know how getting drunk on alcohol that you have to get an acquired taste for turns into a fucking wine tasting when you could just... <laughs> that's all it is now. It's just like, I tasted a beer. It's like you're supposed to drink beer and If you would shave your beard off, get a job... And put your butthole hair on your face. Yeah. And ask me what my name is. Yeah. What was your name again? <laughs> then, then oh, you'd, be ready uh, to, you'd be ready to date. That's Savini. Yeah, that's who it is. It's funny. He looks like a garbage man. <laughs> kind of looks like Luigi from Super Mario Brothers. He does, and you know what he also kind of looks like? He looks like an Italian pizza delivery man. Mm-hmm. He's like, bonjour. No, Who is that right pizza. there on the right? Because he looks incredibly familiar to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shit. That is uh, uh, Marty Schiff. No, I've seen him in a ton of stuff. And we're back to Tom Atkins eating his cornflakes. And just drinking his beer. That's totally Miller High Life or something simple. It's not this fucking Goose Nuts IPA. <laughs> That's just him and his friends just have to go out drinking special beer that makes them feel special. Well, what's weird? My brother, which is just a dumb hick, he buys all that stuff too. It's like I saw some Fountain like, City IPA, rich, smooth hops. I saw I saw <laughs> some like seventy year old man going to like Target, and he came out with like Goosehead IPA, just like. You don't even know what that is. You're just buying it because it sounds cool. There's He's like, like, my wife, no, listen, here's your one. This is the one I, that I see at Kroger all the time. It's like, yeah, my wife had to get get a pain script filled. I'm going to get a couple of Swan Fart IPAs. Yeah, Swan Fart. <coughs> I just don't get it. Man. And then my son, my son really likes what he really likes. He likes that raspberry wheat shanty. No, what? No, listen. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he likes that hamster scrotum shanty. <laughs> I just don't get it. It's filled with real hamster nut. It's got a creamy hamster nut 
<laughs> aftertaste. <laughs> and it's and it's seventeen point nine percent alcohol. Yeehaw. Honey, go ahead and get your script fill. I'm going to go ahead and sneak in the parking lot and knock off one of these hamster, <laughs> hamster get black. <laughs> and actually, none of it's wide. It's all like full flavor. It's all like full flavor hamster gib. People pay for like $9 for this shit at a bar, too. It's like, you know, if it's imported beer, I get it. That's, you know, imported beer I mean, is I drink Stella Trois when I can afford it. Imported beer is different because they're actually real fucking brewers for like millions of years. But like the not millions, but you know what I mean. That guy's name is Dick Fury. That's kind of funny. Dick Fury <laughs> sounds like a porn star. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Fury. He's also a Marvel hero. Yeah. Um, Walt Disney and Vivid Entertainment present Dick Fury. <laughs> Peter North is Dick Fury. Um. But yeah, I, I just don't understand it. Here, let me come up with another one. You ready? Made made with made with fresh East Tennessee yard clippings. <laughs> try try the try the new the new the new Manning Hops Ale Nut Light. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's never light. I keep messing up my own joke. There's never any light to any no, of this it's, stuff. It's the hard cider milk stout. From no Porn Creek, <laughs> heart. <laughs> it's from nipple sweat. What is? Here's something I don't understand. I about threw up because wheelchair fucker was drinking when I asked him if I could take a pull off of it. What is up with these hard ciders? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, everybody has to have like fruit in their fucking beer because they're fruits. God, so, I wish we. I, I wish we had a cable I just, TV show because I would totally do this one. Corey, what are I you drinking? I just really want apple juice with a little bit of hops. I'm drinking. I'm drinking a fucking Capri Sun dog nut. <laughs> I just want everything. It's, to it's taste fruity like with fucking, hops and balls. I just want everything to taste like a fruity butthole. And it's, <laughs> even though I'm totally not gay, dude. It's, it's fresh with a lot of alcohol, but but the dog spunk really, <laughs> really. You, you know what you I can do. tell they really squelched his scrotum into this bag. You know what I do? I like to wring out my uh, carpet that my cat pees on and then put a little apple in it. And then it becomes hard cider. <laughs> it's, 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 feel, it's feline, it's feline urine hops really yeah. rise to the top with the, with a, with a fresh, my breath smells like a fresh stank of pee. <laughs> That stuff gives me a headache. I have like half a beer and I'm just like, I'm not even drunk, but I feel like I'm hungover. It's stupid. And it tastes like fucking, like fair food. <laughs> See, <laughs> See, I've seen you buy some of that stuff. I thought you were actually trying to experiment, or was was that? I just wanted it. It's like, I just want my funnel cake with hops. <laughs> just drink fucking beer. No, I... Fresh East Tennessee lawn clippings. <laughs> Poured over a smooth orange hops, a feline urine stout. It's summertime, so I gotta have a summer beer. It's time for lemonade, raspberry, wheat, IPA, goosehead mouth. <laughs> that, like, that one thing, seriously, it's called like shanties or something. That's what I'm saying. It's like raspberry wheat, raspberry shanty with lemonade. I wish I could remember the name of that one. It's like, wow, I didn't know Liberace was alive and has on fucking breweries. 
But I just think it's, and you're, you're right, everywhere I go, it's like, what does that mean anyway? IPA, everybody has to, I mean, an IPA, drink it in pale ale. Well, sometimes what IPAs that even, What does that okay, even mean? I'm not fucking going to buy a 12-pack of I'm not and Native drink American. My I'm not Native American. Just take the thing out, but, uh, sorry to get off on the, oh, the, uh, the anti- craft beer podcast uh, hour but you know uh, creep show love it uh, George Romero is a fucking horror genius and creep show films definitely highlight that uh, his creativity uh, one of that that came out 2011 that blu-ray yes looks fantastic it's just a regular Warner Brothers you know stock blu-ray so uh, looks beautiful movie's great it holds up it's just a fun fun flick uh, all the cameos are great Ted Danson's awesome in it Tom Atkins is awesome Galen Ross is awesome in it and uh, you know of course Stephen King's great in it um, and for his writing contributions is really cool um, Adrian Barbeau so it, it's really good honestly <coughs> ensemble cast of people just having a good time in this kind of film it's very campy and, and but it's it feels right, like all of it's, uh, the vibe of it's not, like, dumb or a parody. It just plays out really nicely. Um, so yeah, Creepshow's a classic that definitely holds up and should be kept in high regard, and I think we gave it to a good enough guest, and, uh, you know, Peter from Vader is well-deserving of that. Um, it's a cool interview. I didn't have time to... <clears throat> he kind of just went over the, you know, the Empire No, we went record. through every track by track. Yeah. He did a complete description of every song. It's the awesome. You can get The Empire now on Nuclear Blast Records. Uh, it's been out for a long time, so if you guys uh, have yet to hear it, definitely go pick it up. Uh, it's an ass-ripping record. It's really nice. Uh, pretty brutal-ass record. Uh, if you're a, any, even remotely a Vader fan, this won't disappoint you. No, not at all. Um, and go catch them on tour. Uh, wherever you are, uh, if they're in your <coughs> neck of the woods, we'll try to actually Asia. Check that they're in Asia right now, getting ready to be. And of course, Vulcan and all that good stuff. I think they're doing some of those. I don't Ooh. think they're doing Vulcan. They're doing stuff like that. <coughs> Let's see. They're playing Party Sam Metal Open Air, uh, Kaltenbach Open Air. They're playing in New Zealand also. Uh, so they got a lot of stuff coming up here overseas so definitely for us go check that shit out uh, Party San is in uh, Germany they're doing that in August uh, then they're hitting Austria and Australia doing a doing a full fledged uh, Australia tour and uh, those are all with Creator they're doing a yeah, Australian awesome. tour in September so I see you've been watching Game of Thorns that's something that you don't want to miss so do what <laughs> I see you've been watching Game of Thorns yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, that that fucking video game. Oh. It was free, and I've never played it. <clears throat> Try it out in some kind of one of those Telltale Game of Thrones. Of course, big fan. Game. You of guys have probably never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, unless you know, unless you guys really like beer, you should probably check that out. It's, it's a craft beer show. They drink a lot of craft beer. They do. It's IPA with like an apple or raspberry hop with lemonade. They work on their their uh, medieval vest. They put a lot of patches on there. And, <clears throat> you know, you received a party invite from Vincent Vest. 
But yeah, that, uh, definitely check out Vader in your neck of the woods. Australian people and German Germany peeps and Austrian peeps. Also a creator. You don't want to miss that shit. And uh, yeah, love Creep Show. It's great. It's good stuff. Classic. It is. It's a great. Rest in peace, George Romero. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> you will live on through your art. I mean, you created zombies for what they are, and yeah, no did. piece of shit show like Walking Dead's going to tarnish shit. At least not for the real fans nope. that supported you through all this. Amen. And uh, you know, we're we're looking forward to the Arrow release of the box set that's got the crazies and uh, Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch, yeah. And I forget the other thing it's on. Something vanilla. I, don't I wish it was Martin, but whatever. I do too. But wasn't it made in black and white, Martin? No. I don't think so. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to that for us, you know, uh, us Romero fans. We're looking forward to more shit, and uh, also that uh, Road of the Dead. Even though I had a lot of qualms about doing, you know, seeing that movie, if it ever uh, reaches the light of day, I will watch it. What's that? That Road of the Dead, or whatever oh, yeah. he was working on. Yeah, yeah. You know, now it just kind of seems like I need to watch it if it comes out. So. I didn't think he was finished. I'm sure they're going to now because he was only yeah, but I don't producing think it, it or something. He oh, wrote, he wrote okay. it everything. Like it's already pretty sure he already. Wrote I see it. what you're saying. Um, but yeah, real quick, I think there's some actual good stuff coming out. Um, I think horror is at least trying to go back in the right direction. You know, they got it coming out. It's the first remake of anything that I think looks legit. You know, finally. Um, still won't know until I see it, but it looks promising. Um, uh, and the length of the film, I think, is longer than the first half of the original one, so it's actually really long. Wow. Um, so I think they're going to do it justice. And new Jigsaw is coming out in October. That looks pretty promising as well. Um, so at least those movies kept things gory and, and fun and not just like serious and thing ripoffs. Um, which is why I, you know everybody always wants to suck indie horror stick like support indie horror support indie filmmaking fuck indie filmmaking the only good thing that ever came out of indie filmmaking was Kevin Smith and George Romero and I know everybody sucks on that tee but most people that are actually successful it's because their mommies and daddies were already in the business and they got paid and they have all this money to throw yeah. around so they made it that's that's how you really get yeah, it yeah they're actually they're actually Rich, spoiled brats like wheelchair fucker, and they yeah, just lay like around, Abrams. and then they go out and just make these movies. But they don't have to worry about any cost or overhead because it didn't cost them. They were fucking born in a director chair already. So yeah, they just have all this money. And same thing with all the actors in Hollywood. You totally know, agree with you. Most of them are born into it. Just like people are born into being politicians, people are born into being in Hollywood. See, people make fun of me for liking Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise wasn't born into any of that. He came from a really hard-working, broke family. So and he Arnold, made himself so Arnold Schwarzenegger. a millionaire. Well, that's what I'm saying, but everybody has this like hard-on against Tom Cruise because he's a Scientology. Scientologist. It's like, I'd, I'd rather be a Scientologist than be a Christian. So Yeah, he can believe whatever the fuck he wants. He's Tom Cruise. He's made some of the biggest movies in history. Sure. <clears throat> he's in Top Gun and Risky Business and fucking... There's a sequel to Top Gun being filmed right now. It's amazing. And, and Mission Impossible, it's like... You can say what you want. He's a badass. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't... This indie filmmaking thing, like, I'm I'm done... I, I don't suck people's dicks. 
okay? I do enough trying to get what we can for this podcast and in the, in the manner that we try to get it. And um, the only people that deserve getting their dick sucked are people that come on here and give us the time of day as guests. They, they can get all the dick sucked they want. Yeah, if they're nice. If they're nice. And, uh, you know, you suck, we'll suck your dick if you suck ours kind of thing. Exactly. But, you know, we're not rich assholes and we're also not supporting stuff we don't we don't feel is doing anything <coughs> to, for no, what sure. we like because in my opinion indie filmmaking is what's killing everything right now because indie filmmaking is also this indie beer market crap it's this indie music crap that thinks they're metal and this just all this indie stuff coming out of nowhere is hipster shit it's hipster shit Indie equals hipster because it's like underground. It's not underground. It's just coming out of someone's asshole. Right. And it's ruining everything else. I agree with you 100%. Everything you said without me having to flip out about it. It's like, you know, everyone started out somewhere. I get that. But these people aren't trying to start out somewhere. They're starting from where somebody else already ended. And they think that they can go in there and make their own version of stuff. Yeah. It's like, look, you're not Sam Raimi. You're not John Carpenter. And you're not fucking James Cameron either. So, you know, you can take all of that and shove it up your ass. Pretty much. Leave Star Wars alone. Leave Ghostbusters alone. Leave Indiana Jones alone. Leave the fucking 80s alone. It's not the 80s anymore. The 80s are cool, but guess what? We have Blu-rays to relive everything that we couldn't before. If you're some 90s Nintendo fruitcake that, that has to wear skinny jeans and fucking Metallica patches on, you know... Make up something new or do your own thing. And if you can't think of anything, then go work at fucking Food City or, or Kroger or something. Or be a fucking Kroger tard. You don't have to sit there and make movies or make music. Stop being motivated and inspired if you can't think of anything original. It's not fair to us that actually like shit, you know. I appreciate things. What I don't appreciate is these fucking these fucking anus slickers that all they really want to do is when they're 50 they're going to break down and buy a fucking Harley Davidson motorcycle but right now they got to be 25 and make fucking movies Geico motorcycle (laughs) for us all to suffer through it's just like what I really want to do is be sad and buy a Harley because my wife left me with my kid and then it's you know she's like but I still love you because you got a fucking job yeah it's it's just a whole mess but I don't have to support what everybody else wants me to. And it doesn't make me an asshole. It makes me... You. Me. Yeah. And if I am an asshole, so be it. But in all reality, the indie things are what's ruining everything else. Because all these people think they're entitled because they're indie filmmakers. They're like, well, we're the ones that are fighting for... Like, no, you're dad put you through fucking film school and now you think the world owes you a fucking dick suck because you're, you know, because you and two of your dipshit friends you went to college with think they're John Carpenter and, and, uh, you know, Deborah Hill and you're not. So, that's just my two cents, you know. I agree with your two cents. It's just... I agree with it and make it four cents because I totally agree with you 100%. So no, I, I support a lot of people that came from the quote-unquote indie filmmaking, but there's not indie filmmaking now. It's it's just not. No, Robert Rodriguez was an independent filmmaker, and at one time Tarantino was. But like, I think look, people I, lose I, an edge to a degree. You know what I mean? I also don't like new movies really, like unless it's people that have been in the business for as long as I've been alive. All these new people coming up. 
they're too inspired by shit. They're not inspired to create. They're inspired to repeat. Yeah, that's a very. And good I don't point. like that that's at a very all. Good point. I don't want to see something that's been done a million times. And you know what? I don't expect people to just keep coming up with new things because everything has been done. But don't. If you're going to make an alien cult doctor movie, <laughs> don't 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 call it a homage to the thing, or don't like make people, or don't pay uh, movie review places to to tell other people well, that you know, it's it's me. the thing of the two thousands. Like you don't need to do that. Just, do you know Do you know what's bad about the the whole thing? If, with John Carpenter's the thing. It's a fucking remake. I know. But if you market something, the world, it's fucking stupid. If you're it's shoving like, something down my throat, that's marketed for me to say, like it's it's targeting me. Like if you're a fan of practical effects and gore and in the thing by J.J. J. Abrams, it's <laughs> like I automatically don't want to watch it. And it, it it's the wrong audience ploy. It's like you should just be like, if you're a fan of Rob Zombie and Repo the Genetic Opera, The Void, and that's everybody. There you go. Cover the whole. But see, I have re- to go back to the repo genetic number thing. I respect the fact that you can be like, there's a point in your life when you saw it and you're like, this is cool, and you liked it. Yeah, I did. Well, that's a, that's I get that, and I wasn't saying I want to come kill you with the. No, I know. But you yeah, know what the other thing that. is? At least that movie's original, and somebody wrote it all themselves. Oh, it put is. Music into it was it. definitely unique. It's inspired. It reminded me of Rocky and, Horror. Honestly, yeah, it's like it's kind of like that, but they're not like. It's the but, it's not a rip, but it's not a rip. But it wasn't a rip off. It was very unique. Yeah, it's its own thing. And whether you like it or not, at least it wasn't like trying to pass it off as it's an '80s throwback. It's like I'm so sick of that shit. Oh, it definitely wasn't. It's Can its own thing. You're never gonna make an '80s movie. Do you have it on Blu-ray? What repo? Uh, uh-uh. I used to have it on DVD a long time ago. Um, I heard the Blu-ray looks really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Um, they do another one called Devil's Carnival. There's two parts to it, and they're really short. But it's like Repo, but it's like more of a carnival, and they got like other actors in it. Oh, weird. It is weird. It's not as good. It actually sucks. Because it's oh, got some of the same people in it. That's depressing. It's got that dude from Five Finger Death Punch in it. And it kind of kills the whole thing. Oh, it makes God. it really lame. Yeah, he's like a clown. He's like, I'm a clown. It's fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple... Actors in well, that cool. Moody's, I'm Moody. It's bad. I can I'm Moody. Yeah. <laughs> he's got my sleeves. He's a little fucking metal midget, but he's got my sleeves. He rides Harleys. He wants to fuck me in the butt. <laughs> he likes. He likes. He Harley also likes Davis. UFC and yeah. jerking off on his, on his <laughs> boyfriend. He likes jerking off in his own belly butt. But anyway, speaking of uh, was it? If we get Brian from Black Dahlia Murder on the podcast, you have to bring up the Five Finger Death Punch thing. It is so funny. <laughs> it is funny. He did an interview about it where they were on stage. I guess it was He was Monst- telling us this. Was it the Monster Energy thing? He was telling us this. Yeah, no, that's right. No, they were at that festival in Australia, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Sound, soundscape or sound... Soundwave or something like that festival. I know what you're talking about, yeah. I don't know why I can't think of that sound far. And he was like, "Hey, y'all, turn it down. We're trying to warm." Yeah, they were sh- they were on a, each on a stage or whatever, and he was making them shut up or something. And then, and then and he then, was like, "Fuck you, man! You have a small." And dick then Brian fought fall of him all the way to his trees. Like, where are you at, you fuck? Yeah, <laughs> he was gonna beat the shit out of him. It's fucking awesome. Uh, 
<laughs> it's because he's me. It's well, we got to bring it up again because it'd be funny. Like to, for him to tell that on the podcast would be hysterical. Because um, he's a little midget, but <laughs> you can get into a lot of stuff about that. But anyway, um, if I can tell you anything true, guys, just be yourselves. You got nothing to prove. You like the stuff you. Hey, like. man! If if there was a way, if you and I were independently wealthy, we could make obviously our own horror films. Yeah. But I would be all about if we were established to bring on young talent that actually had a vision for something. They didn't want to remake The Fog or remake Friday the 13th. They actually wanted to try to do something. I'm not saying it has to be completely original, but I have some kind of, you know. I'm not trying to make my version of anything. It's just going to be a right. thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. If you're an indie filmmaker, you're an aspiring filmmaker, don't be trapped in, in a time you weren't even born in. Let's just relax. <laughs> just enjoy yourself and what you like. And... And stop sticking your fucking your your pink hole out at people like you're cool. <laughs> you're just like, look at me, look at my little pinky hole. Because I shaved all my hair off and put it on my friend's face, <laughs> so he could walk up to Doctor West and be like, "What was your name again?" Yeah, and, and like set some of it down and relax. Take a chill pill, drink a real beer, just just relax, you know. Yeah, just wa- I know it's gonna hurt you to do it, but just walk in. After you shaved your beard off and just buy Miller Lite, mm. it's like pe- it tastes good and it's not going to make you fat. Just make it Miller time, not not a shanty time, not tropical grapefruit pineapple <laughs> IPA. Because I saw that the other day and I almost threw up in my fucking shirt. Do you know another one that it I was? Understand? It was like pineapple. It's like here's, pineapple mist. Here's a big thing that I see women drinking. It's seltzer water, but it's got booze in it. Yeah. And now, now this is the other one. It's not your daddy's root beer. <laughs> It's like, well, this isn't your daddy's penis. Smack oh, what's up with that ad for everything? It started oh, in now they have. It's like, this isn't your daddy's Star Trek. <laughs> this isn't, and, then, and then they did it with that chips. And this ain't your daddy's chips. It's like, no, because your daddy's chips was good. Yeah, and everything else is a remake turd now. Oh, here's the other one. It's Now they got hard grape soda because everything has to be hard. It's like we're... Made with pure cane asphalt sugar. <laughs> it's Mike's and Red Bull. <laughs> it's Mike's hard Splenda. <laughs> it's like I don't I don't know why everybody's Mike's out. hard sweet and low. Yeah, everybody's everybody's uh, beer now or liquor has to taste like fucking uh, like Activia. Mike's hard <laughs> zero. <laughs> I want my beer to make me feel like I'm gonna diarrhea later. I didn't know alcohol is diuretic. Mike's new hard Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> it's just stupid. Mike's yeah, we're gonna, new IPA Red Bull. We're going to do a whole other episode just talking about this. But if you're an aspiring filmmaker, good for you. Just just try to be original without trying to be original. Just kind of, if yeah. you're not original, take the hint and just be like, well, I'm a has-been. But at least I'm not going to be, you know, 60 and be, you know, Tarantino or something. So... You know, just these people are too caught up in being successful as opposed to what they're actually getting successful from. Well, they're trying to be successful off of other people's shit that they like. They they're like, I just yeah, want to exactly. like, I just want to make like Ghost. exactly what they like. Make. Ghost, Ghost is a perfect example of that. Yeah, they're like, I just want to be Abba. It's like, well, be Abba, dress in drag and be. I tell you one thing, the other night, guys, because I couldn't pick up a hot chick with a million dollar bill in my zipper. I just pick up a lot of trannies, <laughs> bring them over here and fuck them to, fuck them to a Lizzie Borden record. And I go. just, I just had uh, Carson come over. Man, he looked good. <laughs> I just let him bend me over and stick his little summer sausage in my crack. <laughs> <laughs> he put his summer ale in me. 
in my metal blade rectum. <laughs> he put his. He put his. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, we got Peter from Vader on the show. We love Peter. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we got Peter from Vader coming on the show just in a moment. Thank you guys for sticking around. Uh, hope you enjoy Creep Show and our our raunchiness and our negativity. Uh, it's what fuels metal and horror combined. Hopefully you get you get something positive out of all this. Uh, we always have a lot of fun, even though it sounds like we're just pissed because it's a little bit of both. You can't have fun until you uh, swim through a river of shit first. So. Sure. Um, enjoy Peter from Vader. Uh, for all you that listen to this whole fucking thing front to back, thank you very much. This was quite the long one, but we had a we had a good time. Uh, pick up the Empire on Nuclear Blast now. Uh, get on the fucking ball with that. It's already it's been out a long time. If you're in uh, Austria or Australia or Germany, you can go catch Vader out in your neck of the woods. Or Asia. Yeah, or Asia. Not the band. Yeah, uh, you can catch Vader of the headlining over Asia. Uh, you know, so, yeah. We now give you the doctor's interview with Peter from Vader on their recent U.S. tour. And, as always, from the doctor and I, stay fucking gory. Uh, Dr. Vincent West from the Phantasm Podcast, and I'm here with my favorite person in death metal, Peter from Vader. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good. Good. Well, <laughs> thank you for doing this. And uh, you guys are over in the states now doing a tour. And uh, how's that going? Yeah, we just started uh, four days ago in the Maryland Death Fest. How was that? So that was pretty good, actually. <laughs> That's amazing, uh, and so that was the first time we, we took a part in this festival. So we knew about that before, we heard about that, but never had an opportunity. So finally, we were, we came, and uh, we were destroyed. We destroyed, and we were destroyed by, <laughs> by crowd, really, indeed. That's amazing. So it's amazing. So we did a special performance, uh, So because this year is going to be 25 years since our debut. The first album was released, so uh, we played uh, the whole album. So that was a special gift, you know. It's amazing, yeah, it's amazing. What a gift that was. So that's awesome. And and you liked it? That was pretty cool going to Maryland. The first time at Maryland, then. Very yeah. Awesome. Well, that's amazing. And uh, uh, talk a little bit about the uh, the Empire, your latest uh, record. Uh, I'm a. I love it. You want to talk a little bit about uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. about the recording process of the Empire, writing and I know stuff the recording like. process was like actually pretty regular for us. So we uh, so maybe we were working a little bit, a little bit more before we entered the studio. More than usually, it doesn't mean that the general situation was so different. So so we worked for years for decades usually in the studio so uh, I, I prefer this more spontaneous work and I think just the first album was actually recorded as uh, so we know about everything before we enter the studio right but since then so 
I usually do a lot in the studio, like you know. So this is how I work, you know. I know for some for some people it's odd, but this is how no, it works. No, I think it's cool. <laughs> it's this cool. is music, you know. Music should be should have a little bit spontaneous like element, you know, and that. So like it's not like mathematic, you know. So you need to do this and that, like exactly how this is. music should be emotional, and this is how we work. This is how I take the music as a fan, you know. So this is how I give it to to those who like Vader you know? <laughs> oh yeah pure death metal from Vader always love that um, the one of my favorite cuts on the record uh, that I really liked a whole lot was uh, No Gravity I really like that song <laughs> that's uh, that's our dedication to to crazy diehard fans you know this is all about the moshing you know in the I guess pit, I you know? A good one, <laughs> but of course like we put this in the story you know, so uh, no, it looks like no gravity, you know, if you see something, the people like moshing, like uh, jumping from a stage, you know, diving, so right. sometimes it feels like there's no gravity <laughs> in the room, so that's impression, and you know, that's, that's how I call it, it's, 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 it's typical songs dedicated well, we appreciate for, that. for crazy fans, you know. <laughs> that's me, that's definitely me, that's Dr. Vincent West, I'm a crazy so Vader fan. Yeah. Um, any standout tracks for you on the record, personal for you? You know, never ask a you know creator about who, which is a favorite because like I like all of them. Like just like each one is like I'm trying to talk about something which happened to me, right? A story, you know, something like impression after I read a book or I saw something, and you know, just my feelings. Just uh, the difference is I create the stories. And I'm not talking straight, you know, about like feelings, about emotions. They just try to make this like, like in the past, you know, if you remember, I was a guy called La Fontaine, and he he was writing a book. It was it looked it looked like it's for kids because he he put some emotions to the animals, but actually it was all about humans. And um, he was talking about society, about how human nature is but yes. he put it in a in, in some you know animals <laughs> you know creating the stories right this is how I do just my story is more creepy some is like a fairy tales but uh, each one got a real background you know another track I really liked uh, on the album is uh, uh, send me back to hell that's a good song that's actually it's uh, so we have a Memorial Day, right, today. So yes. it's all about that. It's about uh, all those who served in the army. And no matter which side was that, no matter what war was that, no which century, it's about those who survived hell. And, uh, you know, just uh, the war changed their mind. The war changed them so much so they couldn't understand the real world. So for them, uh, after they came back, supposed to be like coming back from hell you know to the real world to right. paradise and they saw you know the bad things they didn't realize before and uh, at the end they decided just to get back to hell because they found you know friendship with the guys they found those who served a life just to s save somebody's life you know right. they, in hell they saw good human nature more than in a peace you know in those places when life's supposed to be way better right so extremity you know so extreme life changed them but also extremity uh, makes some people 
that's ironic of course but it's indeed war sometimes they gives you they show the best the worst and also the best part of human nature right this all about also also about uh, those who cannot stand who uh, who mentality changed absolutely and sometimes they just commit suicide after they come back home because it's just like absolutely destroyed right. you know mentally Wars, hell. That's, oh yeah, it's it's. My uncle was a Vietnam veteran, so yeah. So I didn't know about it till he died. Actually, he never talked about it. It was really interesting. That's that's really cool. Uh, uh, Tempest. That spider song, even if it sounds more like mine. <laughs> <laughs> it, I didn't. Yeah, I no usually idea. I'm the guy who who more into blast beats and like the spiders more about melody, you know, this kind of stuff. But. Uh, Blasting song. This is probably one of those very, very typical Vaderish, you know, on the album. You know, very good Compared track. Good track. Order. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Angels of Steel. That's a great track. That's about the impression was uh, the the old uh, the, that was 17th, 15th, 17th century, uh, and Poland was especially uh, heavy cavalry, and they are very heavy armored, and we're using uh, wings. Who made uh, when they were when they were charging? So the wings and the ladder they, they made the noise to scare enemies, and you know that was the elite, you know, in, in, in back then. And actually, everybody feared of this one. They that was like the strong arm of Polish army back awesome. then in century and. Uh, it's pretty famous even, the, even because of that, you know, and the, the swings, you know, right. they were looking like. And that's, that was, a, I remember uh, I saw the the, the, the Russian movie about uh, about what happened in Russia in 16-something. Uh, and that was like a picture, like, that was a village early morning. And, you know, the people just started to live, like, in a village. And there was, like, a little, little girl... And she was asking, Mommy, Mommy, look, the angels are coming. And then it was a picture of this charging cavalier with the wings, with his, you know, head looking like his cars, you know, absolutely killing everybody, you know. It's amazing. So that's, uh, it's a little bit about that, because, you know, in Poland we have, uh, uh, we like to talk about the history and about achievements and history, but not everybody likes to talk about blood on, my, on our hands, you know, because... Right. There is no nation who is like better or worse than each nation's. Even Poland, you know, took a part in wars and uh, had, you know, bloody right. stains on hands. You know, that's all about war. You know? It's a cool song. Uh, Prayer to the God of War. Which one? Prayer to the God of War. Uh, that's about actually. That's that's uh, about today. About the brainwashing by religion and you know, like making people living bombs, you know, I'm not focused on one religion, so we can name it, uh, it's going to fit to each religion, because religion is all about, it's like a politic, it's just about using people. For agenda, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just for, for that, exactly, so it's, uh, I was never against believe, you know, people, that's very private thing, it's motivation. So no, uh, but I always, I am always against those who used, you know, believe of the other people just for their personal right. success, you know, and for politics. 
this is all about that. Okay, cool. Um, and then uh, Iron Rain. Iron Rain is about the uh, first World War. Actually, that was the hundredth century, a hundred years since the war took a place. You know, it was, in my opinion, that was the most horrible. You know, uh, conflict where like million people died in absolutely no sense, you know, if we can say about any sense, killing or dying, but that was just crazy, you know, shooting, killing with gas and everything, and this song is like a, a day from a diary, let's say, in, in the West Front somewhere, you know, if you know about that and you can read it, so we can just feel that with the morning started, somebody's attacking, fog around, you know, yeah. taking your breath away, you know, this, that's the impression of it. That's a cool song, that's, that's a great description. That's probably, uh, that's, this song is also pretty much inspired the riff, the main riff, but my, one of my all-time favorite band, Judas Priest, you know, this is typical metal, this 150% metal band. And you know I'm still a big fan, you know, of that band and uh, all. Uh, if I may say that Black Sabbath infected me with, uh, with a love to the music at all for heavy music. The Judas Priest made me a uh, musician, made me a heavy metal freak, oh, you know. They're great. And uh, I think if we started Vader. We, we wouldn't start Vader if we wouldn't hear. If I wouldn't hear, and my my friend with with whom I started Vader. So we met just because. I was a fan of Priest, and he had a button with British Steel and that, <laughs> yeah. and that's how we started, you know, to talk, that we saw the band, we named it Vader, we just wanted to be more extreme, you know. Oh, sure. That was, you know, beginning of 80s, so that was different times. It's amazing, yeah. Love Judas Priest. Uh, Genosadis. Uh, that's probably, the, many people, many people ask me, since, you know, many years, about inspiration for the name Vader, and then of course, inspiration was Star Wars. Uh, but you know, in the 80s, uh, when we are looking for a good name for for a band playing such a music, you know, so that person of Darth Vader, I know his image, you know, the dark side, everything that was absolutely, totally great, you know, too. To show the band, you know, and to show what we trying to do, what kind of music we do. Right. And of course, as a name, it was good, you know. After years, when we became fathers of metal in our own country, so we didn't even know that Vader in in Dutch or in Norwegian means father. <laughs> exactly. Oh wow! I didn't so know that. that's coincidence, but nice one actually. And uh, this is probably the the only song uh, in the whole Vader history which is absolutely straight inspired by Star Wars as a movie so we can feel that main riff some something inspired by uh, John Williams soundtracks oh yeah that. love and that stuff that was funny story creepy story because I uh, I bought that story about uh, John Williams death that was, of course, something, the, the stupid things which happen sometimes in the internet. People, people making some ad is dead, even if they're still alive. Right. I didn't check it. It was just pretty loud about it. 
and uh, so been inspired by John Williams' death, which was not, and that was good, of course. Yeah. I created this song. It's a great song, and I, my favorite, I guess my favorite John Williams thing from my childhood is probably the Superman score. I love all of them. This very good oh, composer, you know, the Lost Ark, definitely all that. one oh, of the best ever. Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> he's so he's so talented. Uh, and then uh, let's see, uh, the Armageddon. So Armageddon is about like holy wars. It's, it's exactly like going to Jerusalem, like crusades. You know, remember those times. It's a bit about brainwashing. It's a bit about using people and like. Pushing them to kill in the name of God, you know. Right. So this is exactly about crusade, but I think it's the same feeds to the other side, you know. Same like uh, prayer to God of war, you know. It's the same story. You know? Okay, cool. So, uh, That's interesting. Uh, feel my pain. Uh, feel my pain. That's a story about. That's kind of uh, a story about. Uh, Lucifer, you can name it. Somebody who was uh, uh, kicked off paradise right. by God just because he was not, he was asking too much, you know, and God didn't like that, of course. You know that story. Right. So, uh, this Satan Lucifer, the fallen angel, maybe that's the best name. He turned down to the earth and tried to show to God uh, to take, you know, because he knew that human is like the God, lovely kid, let's say, like creation. Right. And uh, he couldn't understand how he let humanity uh, suffer so much, you know. So he went down to earth, collected all the pain of humanity come back and just give it to God just like handed him over so God should feel that pain you know right. from humanity right so this is kind of ironic this is more like uh, the story but you know this, this is all about uh, questions you know why you know why we suffer because God is supposed to protect us what he let us suffer. You know, this philosophy more, but right. it's good to ask sometimes. Yeah, it's, a, it's very important to ask. And then uh, uh, Parabellum. Parabellum means uh, exactly uh, be ready to war. And this is all about like the old uh, motto so about living in peace. Sorry, I keep about living in peace, no, and about the about human nature and uh, and war. So actually, it's all about that. If you wanna live in peace, you should be ready for war. It's all about us. That's awesome. And this song about this. Well, that's cool. Well, I think I think we got everything, didn't we? We got all those. Yeah, we got every track. We got all of them. Uh, so. <laughs> let's talk. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, thank you for doing that. Um, you want to talk a little bit about what you uh, what plans Vader has uh, for the rest of the year that you can talk about? Touring so right stuff? after anything the, you want to plug. Right after American tour. Uh, so we have like 
a few festivals and summer festivals in Europe. <clears throat> it's not too many this year, so after after decades, finally, I will have the real vacation, so I can spend with my family. That's good. And uh, because we have we have the strong accumulation of festivals last year, so it's a lot of them. So this time, this year, it's, it's more easy. That's good. But uh, we start very intense uh, at the end of August. We go into Australia and Japan and Singapore with Crater. That's going to be amazing. I'm sure it will be. Oh, yeah, be. That's a hell of a bill. <laughs> and then we have some plans for uh, the end of years to do something in Europe again, like cool. like uh, the Empire Tour Part Three. Nice. So we didn't visit uh, the south part of Europe. So so we're going to focus on this this part this time. And uh, so we plan also to bring back uh, the first album as a whole. So what we did in Maryland. Yeah. And uh, because twenty, because of the twenty fifth anniversary of the album, and try to to do some special performances with this album in That's Poland. Amazing. You know, so first in Poland maybe, then in something in Europe because the people are already asking for that. You know? Oh sure. I mean, who you know who doesn't want to see that? Wow, that's amazing. Well, that's exciting. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I guess you get some time to yourself, relax, and then back back at it, huh? Uh, you know, it's uh, actually I'm uh, I'm not like I, I don't like to do interviews on tour because I the, the tour shows a priority and uh, talking force my throat more than screaming. You know, <laughs> I don't well, know why, but it is. Well, that's it, why I try to avoid of it as much as possible. I understand. Well, I appreciate so the, you the, doing. Don't take me wrong and just like. Um, I do like talk about music and about Vader, but I prefer to do it just uh, when, I, when, when I'm home or when I'm not on tour. You know? I understand. I don't like to divide, you know, my mentality into this or that, you know, however stupid that sounds. But well, <laughs> it's all about like voice, you know. I'm trying to keep it safe for a show. You know, oh, I sure. had some problems in the last tour with decapitated. So we, we finished like two weeks ago, and uh, that's why I'm trying just to keep calm. Sure, well, look, you know? you've, you've done more than I could even imagine you do. <laughs> this is Peter from Vader, and you're listening to Phantasm Broadcast. Stay with us.
in a time of fear and suspicion. You choose to admit your crimes before man and God? His coming was foretold. Now, he is here. You know the signs. You are bewitched. Has the face of an angel. Channel me a spirit. The charm of the devil. Hear me when I say he's evil. Evil absolute. And the powers of a god. <laughs> Satan also has one son. First to have laid eyes upon the new Messiah. Now, an enemy from his past. Who appointed you executioner? And a girl from the present. Do you know what he's capable of? Next time he's gonna kill me. I'll not let him harm you. Are the only hope for the future. <laughs> this is the terrifying adventure that could set the world on fire. Warlock. Every year, hundreds of young people travel the country and disappear. God help those who get caught in the tourist trap. <laughs> tourist trap where beautiful young people looking for excitement are tricked, terrorized, suspense that makes this the nightmare that never ends. Something crazy is going on at the tourist trap. Flares. Did you give her the pills like I told you? No, 
think it's not a nightmare after all. There's nothing up here. Are they really alone? Or is there an unwelcome guest? Is this a nightmare? Or is it the fear we all have when we're alone in the dark? And if it's only a nightmare, why is everybody dead? Prepare yourself. Because you will never want to be alone again. Prepare yourself for the Slayer. There is something in the streets. Something in the shadows. Something in the dark. That kills. You're trying to tell me two kids did this? She's got a statement from an eyewitness that said she saw the kids attack her. Oh, thank God, it's you. The head was unstable and there was a sudden deceleration injury. You think a cop did this? Why not? Do you automatically assume that it was a police officer instead of some lunatic son of a bitch dressed up like a cop? He didn't kill the girl. He wanted a witness. He'll kill again. He enjoys killing. He strikes without cause. Without mercy. Who's he killing? Who's yours? Help me! Innocent people. Maniac cop? He may be getting information from inside the department. That means he is one of us. When the killer is a cop, there's danger in every badge. You're not gonna get me. Suspicion in every uniform. Since when is my personal life any of your business? Since your wife was found dead in a motel room. When a cop turns killer, no one is safe. See a cop, you crossed to the other side of the street. He'll find you wherever you are. Vice squad. He'll destroy you, whoever you are. Broke out of your cell, you killed them all. It wasn't me, it was somebody else. I didn't do any of this. Now they think they got the guilty man, so you'll be free to get to the mayor and the commissioner. Reason cannot stop him. Bullets cannot kill him. This is one maniac you'll have to face alone or die. The choice is yours. You can fight him. Remain silent forever. Starring Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead, Maniac Cop. It's closing time. Star will be closing in 15 minutes. But the night crew still has work to do. Because there's one last customer who isn't satisfied. No, this cream keeps calling you. He's driving us nuts. Leave me alone. He wants to slash their prices. Who's there? He wants to cut their inventory. He wants to chop until they all drop. I saw him kill Linda. And now, he's turning their retail store. There's gonna be one more killing here tonight. Into a wholesale slaughterhouse. (laughs) 
From the producers of Evil Dead 2 and Pulp Fiction comes a new chapter in terror. Bruce Campbell, Ted Raimi, Renee Estevez, and Sam Raimi in Intruder, a new dimension in terror. I'm just crazy about this story.